0: Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens, and welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show where we talk about some supermen. And sometimes superwomen. What do we got today? Today, we are talking about the man without fear, the nameless one, the red man, the devil of hell's kitchen, the blind lawyer, Matthew Murdoch, a.k.a. daredevil. Directed by Mark Steven Johnson, 2003. What a time to be alive. Those nicknames suck. <laughs> the Man Without Fierce That's a cool. really good one, but then they call him the Red Man. The Red Man's a dumb one. I feel like that one's probably a stretch. I had to really do some searching for well, this guy. St. John's University had to change their name from the Red Men to the Red Storm, their team name, and they're just calling this guy the Red Man. That's real. I don't know if they actually slash. do. I don't know. I was just googling some nicknames for Daredevil and that one came up, so I was like, sure, that's, Write it that's down. probably one of them. We gotta we gotta get some content out of these nicknames. Write it down. It's gotta go on for at least five seconds. I guess so. I mean blind lawyer, not one of his nicknames. Just a description. That's that's it. That's <laughs> there's nothing special about it. Is he blind? Yeah. Yep. Is he a lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's what they say. Mark Steven Johnson. Mark Steven Johnson. What did he do before this movie? Well, he was a writer. He did Grumpy Old Men and Grumpier Old Men. Oh, really? Yeah, so you could tell where the humor came from. Sure. Daredevil, right away. In terms of directing, directed one movie called Simon Birch before this, and then he did Daredevil. Daredevil. This guy's had a real weird career. I mean, that seems pretty par for the course so far, but... You know what he does after Daredevil? What does he do after Daredevil? Ghost Rider. Because of course. Stay tuned. They were like, hey. Then he goes to one in Rome. Then Killing Season. And then he just does other things. That's it. We're, we're like caught up at this point. We're Finding Steve McQueen in 2018. It's complete. It's coming out. We're caught up. This guy has not directed a lot. That's Mark Steven. At Johnson. the same time, this guy hasn't produced or hasn't, well, he hasn't produced a lot. He's only got five producing credits. He started producing with Electra. Yeah. He was the EP on that. <laughs> Didn't even produce Ghost Rider. He did produce Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. All right. So he's a producer on both of the sequels to the movies he directed. Seems like it was done as a courtesy. But purposely left one out. Which one's that? Stuff that he wrote. Oh. The stuff he wrote's interesting. Okay. Told you grumpy old men, grumpy old men. <laughs> of course. They're hysterical. I'm a big But not fan. grumpiest old men? Is that a movie? I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. Seems like the logical sequel. I going to say Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon probably not doing great when that <laughs> thing was about to come out. <laughs> That's true. Did a movie called Big Bully, don't care. Did Simon Birch, which he directed fine. Mm-hmm a little movie in 1998 called Jack Frost. Oh, with Michael Keaton. Yeah, we have our our tie-in right there's, there. There's Batman. There he is. There's Beetlejuice showing up. Yeah, Mr. Mom. He wrote the screenplay for Daredevil. The only thing I know, really backstory of this movie. I know this is kind of your wheelhouse. Is that he was attached to this movie. He was the guy. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. Um, I guess 20th Century Fox had the had the rights in like 97, and they had uh, Chris Columbus working on it. Yeah. Marvel was kind of going bankrupt, so they said, "Ah, let's sell this." Disney was looking at it, and they're like, "Maybe not." And that's when Mark Steven Johnson, real Disney-friendly movie, yeah. yeah. Mark Steven Johnson was like, "Hey, you know what? I think I, I think I want this movie." And Marvel's like, "Well, we're giving it to Sony, so go over there and write the screenplay." And then in two thousand, so this all happened very quickly. Yeah, after so, Jack Frost, this is post Jack Frost. Yeah, Sony was like, "Uh, hey, uh, nah." <laughs> so is uh, it because they read it? Probably okay. <laughs> so the, it got picked up by New Regency, and then uh, with Fox distributing it, Johnson was no longer attached. Had to re-pitch himself to write and direct, and I, I guess he got it. I'm going to assume he got it. You know, since we're here, I want to <laughs> include his other writing credits. He wrote the mo- motion picture characters for Electra. Oh, good, good for him. He wrote the screen story and screenplay for Ghost Rider because they needed both. Yeah, that was in 2007. Next thing he wrote was in 2018. Wow. It was Christopher Hobbin. Oh. Yeah, story by. Wow. This is a weird dude. To go from... This is a weird dude. That's very interesting. I'm curious about that movie now. I think the, another bizarre part is on this, there's an executive producer who is also listed as the production manager on it named Bernard Williams. Okay. I feel bad. Mr. Williams passed away just a few years ago. I feel like this man's career... Just took a nosedive at some point where the projects just really dried up. His first credit uh, that I can see on the IMDb. On the IMDb? Well, he did some second unit stuff. Fine, but I'm talking about producing. As an associate producer, his first movie was A Clockwork Orange. Oh, wow. Then he did Barry Lyndon. He was Kubrick's guy. Yeah. As an, as an associate producer, at least. Did some really weird stuff like Manhunter along the way. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, What About Bob, hmm. did Bowfinger, did The Score, Daredevil, and oh, Charlotte's oh. Web was his last one he did. This is a weird career also. That's bizarre. We usually get the weird director with the weird actor. Yeah. And right now we're getting behind the scenes weirdness. A like for of, really the first weirdness. time. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me. Anyone else doesn't feel right? Ben fucking Affleck. I'm going to get right into it. Okay. Let's ben get fucking into Affleck. Ben fucking Affleck. How did he get this job? How did he get this job? Well, you might have heard of this guy, Kevin Smith. Okay. He's something of a of a director, writer. He's got his own little film thing going on with a View Askew universe. Yeah. Which I'm a big fan of. Agreed. He also sometimes writes comic books. Yeah. Including a run of Daredevil. Okay. Which they used some of his source material for this movie, actually. But he's been known to work with Ben Affleck a few times. Mall rats chasing Amy, <laughs> Jersey girl. James Allen, Bob, a few Strike times. Back. You yeah, know he's yeah. popped up every now and then in that world. Yeah, he uh, he's the one who recommended Ben Affleck for the role, and apparently Ben Affleck also a huge Daredevil fan. It's a weird one to be a big fan of. It is because why he likes Justice. I don't know. Justice is blind, Dave. I didn't hear that at <laughs> all throughout this movie. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, Kevin Smith went to bat for Ben Affleck. Thanks, Kevin Smith. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for that gift. Yeah, got Jennifer Gardner. This right. is where Jennifer. Becomes a fucking thing. That's where they they met and got married and had three children. And And Jennifer Garner plays Electra. (laughs) Jennifer Garner, not Greek. Not at (laughs) all. Not Greek. (laughs) One of the the articles I read said she's about as Greek as a French bagel. (laughs) It's a great article. I don't know know what that means, but I love it. We got Happy Hogan. Oh, I almost called him Happy Hogan. No, that's. (laughs) I apologize. You got to wait for the post-credits for that. Franklin Foggy Nelson played by. Foggy Nelson. John Favreau. Of Iron Man fame. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense because... Well, not yet, but soon. Because this movie is also produced by Kevin Feige. Of course. And this is where... The man. what I understand John Favreau and Kevin Feige met. And this is how... This is kind of like an unofficial birth to the MCU. Yeah. This is kind of where where it all started to... Hey, what if we just, uh, you know, in the future, hooked up and made a little Iron Man movie? Yeah. That's it. It's like, do you like making movies that are moderately entertaining? I'm going to get into my favorite part of this movie really quickly. Is it the... The opening credits? It's not. Oh, okay. I'm not getting into the movie yet because oh. I have two more people to introduce. Two more people? There's a kingpin. There is a kingpin. It's Mug Clark Duncan. I think he's the best kingpin. I think he's a good kingpin. Oh. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. And then the best part of this movie. The single greatest thing about this movie. I think we might be in a disagreement here. It's Colin Farrell. Oh. oh, man. He's good in this movie. <laughs> Ugh, Brian's no. giving me a look like he might throw up no, everywhere. No, he's not. He is he's having, having a, He's having a ball. A ton of fun. I will give him uh-huh. that. I'll allow him that. He's having a lot no, of fun. Oh, you can't allow it. He's going to take it. Clearly. He's going to take it. And this man is never going to go hungry again from all the scenery that he's chewing in this thing. Oh. I I didn't <laughs> He's the best. How many He's the best. How many paper clips do you think a man can eat before he actually poisons himself? Did you look this up? No. Oh, because <laughs> that would be I wish I a did. weird thing to have on your Google history right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Joey Pants. Yeah, can't forget about him. Of course, Joe Pantaleano. He's great. Is pretty good. He's underused. He what? I think he's underused. You think he's underused? I do. All right. You thought he was overused? Well, let's get into it then, because let's get into it. <laughs> let's get it. That's yeah. Let's get into it. Opening credits. Opening credits. You look like you have something you want to throw out right away. <laughs> already, already the opening credits. Yeah, I dig them. I kind of like um, them a lot. They're complete, I kind of like them a lot. Totally different from the rest of the movie, but they kind of reminded me of like the '90s animated superhero shows. I completely agree with you. And I was like, "This is awesome." I kind of very yeah, stylized. You get introduced to like that sonar effect right away. Yeah, which is kind of neat. And then yeah. you get the braille because you know blindness is the a thing. Braille in the credits it was neat. It was very neat. I was like that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I can't touch it or anything, but it's well, a, it's a great idea. Yeah. I feel like if you were blinded watching it, you'd be pretty pissed off, though. I'd be like I Feel like you're blind and watching most movies and you're pretty pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Not to tell you. You got me right there. <laughs> uh the uh the ending of the credits, you get kind of it kind of set the tone for the movie for me a little bit. What the poorly the, CGI'd rat? No. No. Even before that. Oh, okay. How you get the big Daredevil. It has the double D logo. Of course. And it feels like a, like a dun dun da. Like that was one of, of the logos we left out, by the way, in our Batman You're right. Episode. And we apologize. Yeah. It's a pretty good logo. It's a good logo. I, we also I, forgot the X-Men logo, which is a big which one. Which is a pretty large... We, we mentioned that literally right after we stopped recording, and then we just decided to... You know what? Let it sit. Shove that under the rug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it back. It's back. All right. Oh, it's back. So yeah, we got the double Ds all over the screen. We do. We also got rats. We got a rat. <laughs> A poorly CGI'd rat. Who gets burned by steam for um, reasons. So apparently they had a real rat. It just wasn't doing what they wanted to. So they're like, fuck it, let's CGI it. Fine. This seems to be Fine. <laughs> this Seems to be a theme in this movie. Yeah. Like, fuck it, let's CGI it. Ben Affleck, you're not doing what we want. CGI. <laughs> I appreciate the shot of, it takes forever to get up this goddamn church. This yeah. This panning shot. Clearly a cgi church too. Yeah, it's not real. But then you get that shot of him hugging the cross at the top, which is right out of the comics, which is very nice. Very nice. Very nice touch. The thing I was impressed with the church was the most realistic-looking part of it was the stained glass, which you would think you have a 3D model of a building. The the least believable part would be the stained glass, but no. No, they got it. That's the one part they got. he will come back. Oh, sure. They'll come back. Sure will. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get into a part that annoyed me right away. There is a helicopter outside. That spotlight clearly sees Daredevil. Yeah. That guy needs, that helicopter guy needs to get fired. Yeah. Needs to get his ass fired. Yeah. Because, well, Daredevil drops into the church. Drops. big old fud, Wham. Mostly because he doesn't have powers. That's true. So. Just, just a blind dude. <laughs> this is where the movie weirdly drew me in. This next shot, actually, with our priest. Yeah. He took off the mask. Yeah. Right away. <laughs> just like, hey, <laughs> hey, why not? We always have these, these... Heroes, no one's ever taken off the mask. Superhero drops into your church. What are you going to do? Take off the goddamn mask. Well, let's see who this guy is. Oh, Matthew. Yeah, what is that accent of his? It's Irishish. It's subtle. Irishish. But it's definitely Irish. The way I kind of. Here's the thing. What I wrote down. (laughs) There's somebody else in this movie who has a very thick Irish accent. So. So, uh, Yeah, well. It it gets a little lost. I agree. But yeah, it's there. Hey, let's get an origin. Let's get into origin. Because why not? In a flashback. In a flashback. Because did you know he grew up in Hell's Kitchen? They only told me every scene. When you're dying, that's what you do. Your life flashes before. Your I eyes. almost said in his dead eyes, but his eyes are real fucking dead the whole time. <laughs> the whole <movie. laughs> yeah, your life flashes. In case I'm going to throw this eyes. out there right now, Daredevil's blind. There, it's out there. We did it. What? Oh, spoiler! Hold Daredevil's on. blind. Wait, he's blind? Yeah. How so, is he doing all this stuff? Grew up in Hell's Kitchen. AJ Soprano is his bully. <laughs> yeah. S- sometimes you get get bullied, but hey. <laughs> He's got a dad. It's New York. He's got a dad. He's got a dad. That's Jack the a Devil Murdoch, who's a, a boxer. He's player. got a parent for now. Only the one. Only the one. That's true. one, and, and he doesn't want him hitting nothing but books. I really like that line. I actually do too. That's why I wrote it down. The only thing that's written as a Mark Stephen Johnson trademark on his IMDb page, it's a really empty IMDb page. <laughs> All right. He has one thing listed in the mini bio. And he has one thing listed as salary. He got paid $300,000 for writing Grumpy Old Men in 1993. So, kudos to you. Good for that. His only trademark is, frequently makes films where the main character's parents are either absentee or dead. The father in Jack Frost comes back to life as a snowman. In Simon Birch, Joe's mother dies without telling him the identity of his father. In Daredevil, Matt's father is killed by gangsters and his mother is absentee. This is a stupid trademark. Because I can hear Steven Spielberg somewhere just going like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want parents, you talk to me. It's <laughs> like a lot of people are saying, dude, fuck you to this guy. <laughs> that's pretty fair. That's a stupid trademark to have as a director. That is but it's so Because it's one of those things of like, the mother was never even mentioned. I wonder, this makes me really curious about Christopher Robin. Parents? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and that's tragic. My one-year-old, we read her a lot of Winnie the Pooh. Why do you think he goes get a lot of Christopher Robin? I don't know. Magic, but no parents. No parents. Christopher Robin's got dead parents. He might have dead parents. That's why he's got this teddy bear. Maybe Christopher Robin's gonna be a superhero. (laughs) I hope so. Then we can talk about the movie. Just see Winnie the Pooh (laughs) choking out and someone. Sounds Uh, more like a Ted thing. Sorry, I thought you had the honey. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good Winnie the Pooh. I do a lot of Winnie the Pooh because of my kid. Wow. So Jack Murdoch, played by David Keith. I call him the chin. The chin. Sure. That chin is wild. He's got a hell of a chin. I don't know if that's like I've looked up a picture of him. I don't know if like they put more prosthetics on this man's chin
1: or I, not. I don't but... know if they
0: put him on his chin, but they did uh they did give him a broken nose and some uh some other features, like a, like a cauliflower ear to make him look like a like a fighter. Good. Which you Great. know. Good. Move, movie magic. That's what you do. You we get, did gotta it. make your, your characters believable. He was almost played by Donald Logue. That would have been cool. That would've been cool. That would be cool. have been very cool. Yeah. And uh Brett Cullen. I don't know who that is. I don't either. That's why I didn't say him first. All right. <laughs> uh, right away, I really don't like the lighting in this movie. And this is gonna be a theme for the whole okay. yeah. movie. I didn't really think about it, but you're right. The whole That's movie awful. just seems washed out. Yeah. Just seems completely washed out. And you notice it, especially in the beginning, where I don't know how this was filmed, I don't know if it's on film or if it's digital, but every bit says this is digital. Do you know? Uh, digital intermediate. What's that mean? Uh, the entire film is digitally scanned into a computer before being printed out to a negative for release. So it rendered? And distribution. Of Either that. way, it. you mean you see those pixels sometimes and you see yeah. it's really washed out. Yeah. It didn't look good. And it was especially noticeable in the flashback scenes. I like how we get a nice clean origin though. He's just sitting there on a roof, staring at the moon, and it dissolves into a biohazard sign? Yeah. You think that's foreshadowing? Uh-huh. I'd say. Goes to look for his pop at work, and his pop hasn't worked there in uh, in months. He ain't kid. worked here in months. You're trying to get killed, kid? Drops his report card because he's so distraught. Got good grades, too. Excellent grades. He got great well, grades. Eventually, he'd be a lawyer, so. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes and finds his dad in the back alley. He's a mob enforcer. How do you know? Because he's shaking a guy down. Because he's wearing a leather jacket and a beanie. Yeah. And that's kind of the uh, the look. That's the look. That's the Mark Steven Johnson look. That's exactly what he <laughs> You look at this guy's IMDb page. Yeah. He probably went, oh, that's cool. I assume that's how he talks. I'm never going to work with the guy. Real rapey. <laughs> and I'll get into why I think it's real fucking rapey. We're getting there. We really are. Matthew Murdoch. By the way, Daredevil's real name is Matthew Murdoch. Matthew Murdoch. We should get that out of the way. Because he's Matthew Murdoch a hell of a lot longer than he's Daredevil in this movie. That's true. He um, spends a lot of time as Matt Murdoch. He does. He decides that uh, he sees the dad shaking down this fella. And he's just going to run. He's upset. He's going to run. I got to get out of here. He almost gets forklifted? He gets very close. How? Might have actually Ooh. been a better fate. Probably. Because instead, the forklift tears a hole in the biohazard container. Yep. And uh, I guess it, it hits him. Yeah. And his eye, And right only his eyes. eyes are affected. Right in the eyes. Oh, only his... That's not how liquid works. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just like a little splash. Just just like a fleck in each eye and maybe not. It's kind of like all those like – remember when like high school science class you watch like the safety video? Oh, yeah. Where all they talk about is eyewash if you right. get like shit on you. It's like they the rest stay, of you doesn't uh, matter. <laughs> it's like they like very briefly like take off all your clothes and you're like, wait a minute, what? I don't – it doesn't – he, he gets his eyes all fucked and – then you see the mutating. Yep, you see, you see the mutation this, and the nice CGI. This acid or whatever mutate. That's a cool actually. It's a re- it's a cool I, I thing. Like I like that shot of the eye thing things. The, the optic nerves mutating. Turning they're red. dying. They're they're mutating, but they're shutting down. Yeah, they're done. We're they're like we're not we don't work here anymore. <laughs> Just like his dad at the docks or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Wherever Jackie Jackie used to work, to work at the docks. <laughs> Uh, we go to the, ho- <laughs> the hospital. <laughs> uh, his eyes fucked. The I series. really like this sonar view, radar view, whatever you call it. I called it sonar the entire time. Yeah. And I think it's terrific. This is a it's so very, well done. very cool effect. It's so well done. It is. Do you think it's time to say it? I like this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like I think this it, movie I don't, too. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead there. I like this movie. I, I like it. Yeah, I liked it in 2003 when I saw it. I don't remember my initial reaction, but I know I like it now. I think it's, I think this falls into guilty pleasure for me for some reason. There's plenty of reasons it should be a guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, is it a good movie? No. No. Is it a great movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hospital. Let's get back to it. Hospital. He's, hospital. Got the, he's got the sonars and the supersonic hearings. I wrote down again, Jack Murdoch has an insane chin for some reason, because I guess he he walks into the room, and they never addressed the shakedown or anything like that. Right, he just walks in. He says, I'm sorry. He's like, hey, kid. He's like, I'm blind. Yeah. Yeah. It was here when I noticed that there was no mom, by the way. (laughs) Right. I was like, yeah, where's the mom? I wrote down minus one point for parents, because that's going to come up later. We're at minus one point. Realistically, for a movie to get perfect 10 on our list of super things, you're going to have to start out with two parents. We're not doing good. Start? at some point you're going to have to have two no cuz if your parent dies you lose a point you lose a point realistically right if you can get through a whole movie with both parents oh man you're, that's that's money. perfect 10 yeah that'll that's... be the greatest superhero movie that we come across but but all these people have to fight for something it's true uh i really like the the black screen where the audio is still playing like that really is just like hey i'm blind man it's a nice touch and then it's a nice they touch. zoom out when he when he wakes up and it's it's just a great shot i really yeah, like it yeah it works it all works we get to a montage. It's the boxing. The mo- we do get a montage here, and I just want to say one thing. Okay, Hooba fucking stank. Yeah, I approve. No, 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 I no, approve. No. The music in this movie. Is oh no, fucking the music in this terrible. movie is terrible. There are two points where I said, "Yeah, this is fine." This was one of them where I said, "Fine, it's Hooba stank." Fine, and the other one is much later. It's Evanescence. I'm not going to bury it again. Nope, it's Evanescence, and it's fine. I have, uh I have here actually. The soundtrack, I just want to list off some of the, the names of the people who contributed to the soundtrack. And I want to list off a real piece of shit. It's a one-namer named Graham Ravel. Graham Ravel. yeah. And Mike Einzinger. I've never missed Ramin Jawadi more than after watching this movie. <laughs> That's right. You remember that. I apologize. Here's some of the names we have on this, uh, this lovely soundtrack. We have Evanescence, of course. Two songs. Two songs by Evanescence. Yeah. This was their movie. Yeah. Obviously, we have Hoobastank. And then we have other great hits of the 2000s, early 2000s rock genre, like Drowning Pool. Of course. And Seether. Of course. And Chevelle. <laughs> oh, God. And Boy Sets Fire. Revis. Finger Eleven. We get The Calling. We get Nickelback. We do. We get Nickelback. I think we need to. we need to issue an apology. Uh, And we get Nappy Roots featuring the lead singer of P.O.D. Of course. (laughs) Because you can't just... So we made a comment. Was it episode two? Spider-Man? Yeah. About how movies dated themselves because of Macy Gray. Yeah. I want to apologize to Macy Gray. Macy Gray is a breath of fresh air. Holy shit. (laughs) That's only a year before this movie comes out. Yeah. This is... uh... This, this soundtrack wouldn't even make a Now CD. It no. is fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call shitty early 2000s <laughs> hit rock, rock hits. Volume one. Only volume. I don't know. it's pretty goddamn. The Hoobast think I approve, though, because this was, it was okay. The montage is fine. It was fine. Uh, uh, I didn't. It was the first time in the entire movie I noticed music, though, because. Uh, Graham Revell blows at his job. Graham Ravel blows great. something special. Not great at all. He's music blind. Uh, <laughs> oh. I see what you did there. We kind of They list the attributes right away, where we find out that Matthew Murdoch, I lost my eyesight, but my remaining four senses functioned with superhuman sharpness. That'll come up at some point, I'm sure. sure yeah. Because that's not a superpower. Nope. That is- That's we shouldn't just be what talking. happens when you go blind. Maybe we shouldn't be talking about him, How this movie. Why is, why is that? He's not very super. He does some super things. He wears a costume. Let's keep talking about him. Let's All keep right. going. Good enough? Can we talk about the montage of EO? Yeah. Here's what I'll say. In most cases, this movie needed zero VO. None. Yeah, someone called that Spider-Man as well. Totally unnecessary. But there was one line that I appreciated. We made each other a silent promise to never give up, to be fearless, to stick up for the long shots like us. Thumbs up. That's great. That's a very good line. So- Oh, that's terrific. I never said Siri, <laughs> but hey, good for you. I hope that got picked up. Picked up. <clears throat> I bet it did. That's amazing. Uh, but then there's things like, my other four senses were heightened. Most amazingly, my sense of hearing gave me a kind of radar vision. You don't have to say it. Just show it. We already Just show saw it. it. We already saw we're it. not idiots. You here. don't need to tell us. I don't I do not appreciate. I told you this with Spider Man. I do not appreciate them dumbing it down. Them dumbing it down to the audience. Absolutely. I'm a fucking idiot. I know that. But I can see what's Same. happening but here. But like, oh, is that what was happening in the hospital? I was so confused. We have a superpower. And it's called eyesight. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <to> this movie. <laughs> because we can see what's happening here. Show us. It's a movie. I thought you were you don't gonna have say to tell us. deductive reasoning. Yeah, there's that too. That's our secondary power. Um, one thing I really hate about this movie is that I really hate that just because his four senses are heightened, it doesn't make him super. So he has the scene where he's sitting on the rooftop reading, because that's what he does now. Yeah. With his fingers, the braille. It's a big part of the movie. He's blind. He, oh, (laughs) um, he hears the, the speed bag making all the creaky noises. Yeah. And he throws his book at it and he hits it. It's good that he hits it. Bullseye. Someone's eye up. Um, but he goes up to it all of a sudden you can do a speed bag well this is the exact moment in the vo where he says most amazingly my sense of hearing gave me a kind of a radar vision but that's fine have your vision but it doesn't Ugh. mean you can do a speed bag. i have i have vision and i have hearing i can't do a fucking speed bag it's not heightened <laughs> oh son of a bitch yeah that's it son of a bitch well all right so but i can't also do a handstand He's had a sense of balance. Balance isn't a fucking sense. <laughs> Apparently it is now. I guess like they updated the senses and now there's more than five. Does M. Night and know? balance is one of them, I guess. I don't know. M. Night Shyamalan's they're going with the six sense. Days, Maybe that's a lie. They're teaching kids these days that there's like eight or nine senses and that's, that's bullshit. I don't like it. That's like common core math. Right. I don't care for Why? It. Why? What was wrong with old math? The thing that gets me though is he's balancing because he has no, a heightened sense of balance. That's that's inner ear shit. That's not anything to do with a power. Well, that's I- inner uh, ear shit because his hearing is better now. That doesn't the inner ear doesn't affect the hearing. It's a lick. Uh. Yeah, but he's blind, so he's not afraid. If of Roger falling. Ebert were sitting right here right now and not just dead as a doornail, <laughs> he would say the science in this doesn't make sense. That sounds like something he would say because he gets mad at science. He does. So. He does hate when they get the science wrong. One I don't hate. What's that? Heroes. Heroes. Especially like... heroes that save Stanley. I was just going to say, like <laughs> blind kids who stop Stanley from stepping into traffic. Did this Stanley get snapped? No. I agree. No. Weirdly no. enough, but I wrote no. <laughs> he didn't get snapped. <laughs> what are you going off of? Because I'm going off of nothing. I'm just going off of feeling, so... <laughs> a gut feeling that this Stanley, I mean, what a waste. If he got his it's life not saved, It's And his I wrote, there's a spot just... later where I thought Stanley should have played the part, and I wrote it down. It would have been great. Really? Yeah, and I'll get into it. It's fine. What's us um, there, yeah. He beats up his bullies. He does. AJ Soprano has no chance against him all of a sudden. He's got the cane, He's got which the is cane. a real floppy cane. Floppy cane, but real good at hitting people in the face. It's There's yeah. a lot of face hits in this movie. Yeah, faces are not safe no. when it comes to Daredevil. Nobody's face is safe. No one, especially Daredevils. And we learn that too. What else we learn? What's that? Jack's got to throw a fight. Jack does have to throw a fight. Jack the devil, by the way. Jack the Devil murder. his name. Right? As Matt is, is learning his new skills and, and getting smarter and studying his Braille. And wearing sunglasses. And, wearing and still sunglasses. seeing. Still seeing stuff. Jack gets told he has to throw the fight. Jack is getting back into the ring. I really, really, just everything about this, the look of this movie to this point pisses me off mm-hmm. because every bit of it looks digitized. It looks like shit. 2002. It's distracting because of how garbage it looks. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Jack's throw a fight. Decides not to throw a fight. That's not a good idea. Should have thrown the fight. Yeah. yeah, He's like, hey, well, his kid was there. and He's like, get him, dad. Remember, never give up. That's the silent promise we made to each other. But I'm yelling it right here at the boxing match. That's not silent. So who broke the promise? Sounds like Matt Murdock broke the promise. Matt Murdock killed his dad. (laughs) <laughs> you want to really stretch well, basically, it? Basically, basically, he's like, "Dad, don't give up. Remember, we made that silent promise." Yeah. And his dad was like, "You're right." Weirdly we enough, did. this is this is the spot I noticed that the action in this movie is actually pretty good. This is that okay boxing scene. Yeah. It felt a little too close, a little too tight. The shot. Sure. I feel like it's because of an extras issue because the extras weren't all there. The extras in this scene are garbage. By the way, they're cheering for things that when they're that, just walking around no yeah. that's how extras act. Yeah, I get it. Get them. Uh, Jack wins and then he loses instantly. Because of death. Because of death. Because uh, of some thugs in an alleyway. Not just any thug. Is I feel like this is a Batman moment. Yeah? You have an instance of, I mean, who killed Jack Murdock? Well, I guess they say it was one of the Kingpin's uh, cronies. One of the Kingpin's? Or someone who would eventually become? Did they ever say that it was him? They didn't. And everything I read hinted at it. Yeah. Which was the it's weird like... thing. Is that it's hinted that it is Kingpin who killed him. Or who would eventually become Kingpin. Yeah, maybe it was maybe it was Wilson Fisk who delivered that big old That's kind of the assumed the face, backstory drops off, of this. Drops so it's kind rose. of a Batman moment of the villain created the hero. Yeah. It's also uh, an instance of a director inserting a, a villain into a scene in an origin that he wasn't originally a part of. Correct. Just like the Joker. Yep. I really hate here how young Matthew Murdoch, who does a pretty good job. I actually really uh, like Scott Tara's performance. Is that his name? The only name. thing I hated about him was his hair, because that is not a real hair color. Oh, his hair is awful. It's bad. And then uh, but, in this scene, he's not wearing his okay, sunglasses. All of a sudden, he grows up into a guy who has equally bad hair. It's not great. So doesn't wear sunglasses in this scene. I figured it's because they needed emotion. And it was nighttime. Doesn't matter. I know he's blind. Doesn't matter. <laughs> As in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David has a great line: "The only people who wear sunglasses indoors are blind people and assholes." Matt Murdock and Mark Steven Johnson. Young Matt Murdoch? is a blind person. Yep. Older Matt Murdock is an is asshole. An asshole. <laughs> so, there's a rose dropped on Jack's chest. There is. That's a kingpin sign. That is a kingpin sign. I really like the shot with the red boxing robe and the rose. Yes. It looks great. Looks and great. I feel like that's when the shitty cinematography takes, I'm not going to say ends, it takes a break. Yeah. It takes a break. Yeah. Uh, We're 20 minutes in and guess what? Matt Murdock's got dead parents. Sh- minus one point. Mm. This sure does have dead parents. Always happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie. They get it over with. That's good. Get those parents out of here. It's, well, he only had one. Uh, he only had the one. That's so, true. What are you going to do? Fast forward. Matt Murdock's an adult now. He sure is. He's a he's a Ben Affleck. He's a Ben Affleck in a sensory deprivation tank. With his derp face. So derpy. What's with the mouth open? The world is so loud. It's real loud, but I get I get that. But why is his mouth always fucking open? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a good question. I really don't. It's just such a frustrating... Everything about Ben Affleck in this movie annoys me. Yeah. Because... That's fair. There's He's it's, half good. And I'll explain the half when we get to the part where it's half good. Okay. Here, he's all bad. He's all bad for a lot of it. This is just mind. him getting out of bed? Yeah, we get to see his knees for he's a He's got long, wet knees. Real long time. Real wet knees. <laughs> Mark Steven Johnson, hot for Ben Affleck's knees. Yeah, he I'm does putting like it him. out there. Somebody had to say it. Someone got to put that out there. You're on blast. <laughs> And then he went through his morning routine, and uh I have to say the folding of the of the bills is a nice touch. it is a nice touch, but the thing that really makes it me realistic off about all of this op- like intro to Daredevil is the way that it's shot. It feels like it's an adams family movie dun, 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 dun. yeah, <laughs> where everything about him is they're constantly just putting light on his eyes. well, yeah, they need to remind you that he can that he's use blood because they're all they're all cloudy and, and whatnot, And gunky, and yeah. I get it. Why do you need to emphasize that? And every single time they do it, he's staring out into the world. And there's an issue that I have with that. And I will talk about it once we get there. There's a lot of shit that they're putting on hold for me. Sure. sure. I don't like that. Hey, he's got a really nice apartment for somebody who's working in a supposedly struggling How could you tell there's no light? Because he doesn't need them. Well, there's that one big window. It's very big. He's got a big apartment in New York City for a guy who doesn't have a lot of money. And all we see is a sensory deprivation tank and a closet. Realistically. Oh, really oh, and a bill closet. folding table. A bill folding table. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It is a bill folding table. That's that's what it is. It's also got a job. He does have a job. We go to the courtroom. Uh One of, I guess, his lawyer tactics is listening to heartbeats. Hey, it helps to know who's lying and who's not. It does. He mentions that. I'll say it. I'll try to say it again. He mentions. <sighs> he mentions that justice is blind. Oh, does he? Do you get it? Wait. Because he's a lawyer and he's blind. Yep. That's I like it. God. I don't like it. It's so so heavy-handed.
1: Speaking of heavy-handed,
0: we got a white guy named Jose Cassano. We meet Foggy! John Favreau. Our (laughs) heavy-handed friend. (laughs) According to who? Uh according to me. I know. Our heavy-handed friend John Favreau plays Franklin Foggy Nelson. It is, I guess, Murdoch's best friend. Best friend. And I'm just gonna as a partner? character, comic relief. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Jesus. Foggy always has been. We meet Casada, Jose Casada, the white guy. He's a guy. He uh, he gets away with it. Whatever. I guess it's a rape charge. It's rape. It feels like it's a rape. Yeah, charge. he's lying. He raped a girl. Yeah. Well, we know he's lying. Everyone knows he's lying. Murdoch's not a good lawyer. <laughs> That's no, what it comes no, down not to a good it. lawyer at all. Because instead of he knows he's lying. But instead of trying to prove it, he's like, you know what? You'll make the right decision. Why and not just make the argument to make the right decision? get yours. Jesus Christ. This guy loses the case just so he can suit up and go kill him himself. Foggy wants to go get a drink. He can't because Daredevil says, I'm working. I got work to do. That's weird. That's a weird line. He plays with his nunchuck things in the, his batonish things and in the closet. Juries don't like their victims to be flawed. That's no. a fun line by Foggy. Yeah, it's a line. I th- I found it entertaining. I'm glad. We go to the closet. Jesus. Yeah, no. I but a, go to the closet. I have so many issues with this this <laughs> part of it. Why is he playing with all this shit in the closet? So we can see all of it. It feels like Star Wars kid in the garage playing with a broomstick. That's funny. That's all it feels like. It's nothing. This is nothing. Yeah. And this happens again later when we meet Electra. Sure does. Oh God damn it! Sure does. We go to some bar. There's boobs. Yeah. That's neat. The, Marv, That's a thing. Marvel boobs. Marvel, not something that happens Not Disney often. boobs. They're Marvel boobs. Marvel boobs. Not a common occurrence, but there, there they are. Daredevil kicks some ass. Oh, uh, yeah. In a rare moment, somebody in the bar actually notices the superhero up in the rafters. Yeah. Which I thought was neat because that never happens. It does never happen, but the only person who addresses it is the person he's looking for, Kasada. No, it's actually uh, it's a different guy who says, uh, who the hell is that? And it turns out that is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's cousin. Roman Reigns? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's. But Day yeah, Devil, Devil kicks the shit out of we everyone a, in this. We get a bar. bar fight. We do. It's not just a bar fight. The action scenes in this movie are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. I really. I'm enjoy a this big one. fan. I think the camera decides to do some real funky stuff. Yeah, unnecessarily, like, like the flippy like cam. The flippy. <laughs> I hated the flippy cam because they I did do it again. Like the they do it with cam. young Matthew Murdoch too. They do the flippy cam. I hate the flippy cam. There's a part where Mark he... Steven Johnson. I'm going to give you some credit here. You direct action really, really well. He does a good job here. There's a part where he runs off a wall where you can really tell that, oh, okay, the camera's sideways here. Yeah, no, they don't hide that at all. They That's... dutch a million angles. Yeah. Everything is dutched because I don't, I don't know why. But you can tell like, they, they set the scene up sideways and shot it sideways because he throws a guy first against the wall. But you can tell the guy's definitely falling onto the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really like the fan spin where he goes onto the fan and... Yeah. kick some ass again. Daredevil's a really, it, this is a great scene. This a is a fun, really cool action fun. scene. He's, uh, it's so good. I really hate the Daredevil suit. Do you? I do. It's not great. It's not great. There's I like nothing the mask. special I like about it. the mask a lot. The mask is, I the mask the is okay. I think the suit is just a leather suit. I think it's just a leather There's track nothing, suit. Yeah. It's, it's just, just zipped up. A lot of the oracles I read about this movie called the Gimp Suit. That's accurate. It's a Gimp Suit. I don't like Ben Affleck. I think that that's a. Fair I need to put thing. that out there. I'm going to keep repeating it. Okay. I'm going to tell you all the moments I really don't like him. And I don't like him here. Sure. It says time to give devils due. It's a real bad line. Yeah, written by Mark Stephen Johnson. He, he sure wrote it. Casada, by the way, all this he fucking leaves. He fucks off. Oh yeah, he's like he's I'm, gone. I'm out of here. And because we're only four years removed from the Matrix, he goes into a subway because you know you need your subway scene. Yeah, you in have to have movies. a subway scene. <laughs> oh, are you are you filming an action movie in New York City? Better have a subway scene. I like how Daredevil does a thing here. He does a thing here, and I loved it. And it annoyed me that I loved it because of how corny it is. But why doesn't he do it all the time where he hits his baton cane thing? Yeah. What are we going to call this thing? Is it a baton? Is it a cane? Is it nunchucks? Well, I think what do we got? When he's Matt Murdock, it's a cane. When he's Daredevil, it's a baton. slash so he's- Slash nunchucks. Slash grappling hook. All right. This tool has a lot of uses. Also, he puts his goddamn blind man Leatherman. I don't know what it is. I kind of called Matt. I called Matt. I kind of called Ben Affleck a tool there, but it didn't really. I like it. Ben Affleck's a tool. He is a tool. We got that out of the way. Um, (laughs) He does. He hits the wall or the pillar, and we get the sonar, and he sees the guy. Oh, I can see him. It's pretty cool. Subway goes by. Why is he leaning around the corner? He doesn't know that Daredevil's blind. Yeah, I don't know. That's so, a man with sight is going like, to more than oh, see you there. around the corner of that pillar. Subway I goes, was hiding. When that subway goes by, we realize, oh, he doesn't like loud noises. Not a fan. That sets that up. He's not a fan. Don't worry. They'll set it up again. It'll come up <laughs> at a at a crucial point in this movie. I guess he he body slams him into the- Yeah, he, he kind of uses the his- The yellow bat- line that you shouldn't cross, he body slams him into. Baton and trips him onto the rails. Yeah, and uh, I guess his back went out or he- Broke his back? I don't know. He can't get up off the rails. I don't that know. That white light at the end of the tunnel? That's not heaven. That's the sea train. <laughs> That's the sea train. And we have Daredevil commit murder. All because he's a shitty lawyer. Yeah, just because- That's he, what it comes down to. couldn't convict the guy. Look, I'm not going to say he did the wrong thing here, because the guy was a rapist and a scumbag and probably deserved to die. I agree. But we're clearly in New York. We're clearly in America. This is a Superman moment of fight for truth, justice, in the American way. The man got his trial and he was found innocent because you're a garbage lawyer. Right. What gives you the right, right. to kill this guy? Who made you judge, jury, next executioner? Execution. That's my made. whole issue with this movie. I don't understand the hero's motivation. Oh, uh, he's fighting for the little guy. That was that was said in the VO. It was, but who's the little guy in this situation? Why is he killing this man? The he's killing this man. Got raped. He's killing this man because he lost a case. Because he knows That's this true. guy is he guilty. He knows he's guilty. But the fact is, is that he. Couldn't convict this guy. He gets away with it, but then he decides to kill him anyway. What is the hero's motivation here? Just trying to get these criminals off the streets. Well, he got them off the good the planet Earth here. The front of the sea train. That's why I don't care for Daredevil as a, as a sure. hero. Sure. Guess who shows up? Joey Pants? Yeah. New York <laughs> Post reporter Ben Urich. Very important character. Very important. Very underused. And he'll let you know every single very, time he shows very up. Very underused in this movie. He's in every scene. He's he's overused <laughs> in one in one scene. And I feel like he is in every scene, but he doesn't do shit for being Joe no, Pantaliano. That's true. He he never really does anything, but he's in every single scene. He is. He wears a I'm gonna call it a, a doll hat worse than Samuel L. Jackson ever did. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. what he does in this movie. Doesn't matter. He's a newsman. He's doing stories on Daredevil. We have A newsman sighting. Of course. Because we're in a superhero movie. Yep. We've done it again. Why are these so important? Because they follow the news. They follow crimes. They're always at the scene. They have to have a person who has, I guess, just they have to be connected to the media. So there's always a threat that they could, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. It's a theme. And this is a Stan Lee thing now at this point. Yeah. Because this character comes out 1964. This is, what, two years? I'm guessing. Don't hurt me. I want to say Spider Man came out in 1962, but I'm not sure. Not looking at it. Sure. Did look at Daredevil 64, newspaper again. Yeah. Well, back then that's all they had. I know, but that's the same person creating a character, putting kind of the same spin on it of hero villain. But Ben Urich kind of different because he's hunting the kingpin, and he happens to stumble across. Well, in this the movie, stuff. he's doing stories about Daredevil. He's doing kind of like a weird, he's doing like weird New Jersey things. Yeah. It's kind of a. Yeah, it's a weird. A lot of people are like, "This guy's an urban legend." Yeah. He does um, some weird stuff, but yeah, he has also been gathering evidence uh, against the uh, the kingpin. He talks to the chief. I, don't, I never got the chief's name. Yeah, I never got the chief's name. I just either. called him chief. He's chief. Oh, what's up, chief? He plays a big role, which is weird, but he doesn't fucking do but anything. He, yeah, he talks to the chief and asks the chief about the daredevil. He's like, I don't even know if this guy exists. Then he throws his cigarette, and it lights on fire in the double D's. That's a vertical cool scene. I love that scene. I love that scene he so much. A logo on the floor of the subway. I don't know if this guy is real. Do you realize that this means that after he murdered a guy with a subway, he took the time with gasoline from somewhere to write out his letters, his name, his logo. All because he's a shitty lawyer. Yeah. Do you think there were people on that subway who probably got off after it hit a man? So you would assume just, as these people are walking through the subway, he's just he's just pouring a, gasoline like, out on Banksy, co- <laughs> just kind <out> of <laughs> making his street art. Who's in his this costume? guy in the red leather I don't outfit know. pouring gasoline into the subway station? Let's get out of here. Not even that. Is he can't see? Is he having to tap every single time he pours gasoline oh, right? yeah. to make sure that this logo lines up yeah, somewhere? Do I... I don't. He we go Muscle back to memory. His... Yeah, we call go... <laughs> That's not a sense. We go back to Murdoch's apartment. Can one man make a difference? Unnecessary voiceover is unnecessary. It is, but I really like how he spins the locks to get into his apartment. Oh, yeah. That's That's pretty cool. That's the way people open their doors. And that's fine. And then he takes off the mask and he's all derpy again. My major, major issue with this movie is Ben Affleck is not good at playing a blind person. He has the eyes that look straight ahead. I get it. That's a nice touch. That's like the bare minimum you need to do to play a blind person. Correct. But when he's in the Daredevil costume, he's actually looking around at stuff. Why can't he do that when he's, I know he's playing Matt Murdock, who's blind, but when you're in the comfort of your own dark apartment, why do you need to still do that? Well. I don't understand. And I then, think once he puts the mask on, uh, he just forgets he's supposed to be blind. It annoys me to no end. As it should. He's got an Epsom salt drawer in his yep. bathroom. Yep. For his. For his. Chamber. Sensory deprivation. I don't give a fuck. We go to the diner the next day. Oh, hold on. Go ahead. What do you got? Heather wants to break up. She left a message. On the answering machine. Oh, and the because rem- seeing remember I those <laughs> the seeing dog. It's two thousand three. <laughs> Who's supposed to be loyal? Leaves him and he's got commitment issues and commitment issues. Yeah. Uh also guy's got a lot of narcotics in his in his messenger. Sure does. A whole bunch. Does he spit out a tooth? He does. Spits yeah. it in the drain. Just interesting that this guy's all beaten up. And... How does he know what drugs he's taken? What if he has to take different doses of the stuff? That's true, because it doesn't look like there's any difference in the <laughs> He's just grabbing pills and going, <laughs> I hope this works. <laughs> this will ease the pain. He's all scarred up, which is a thing, too. I didn't even notice that the all the prescription bottles are exactly the same. Yeah, they're all the same. He's all scarred up. He's in pain. We get it. Oh, yeah. Fine. He gets a cut on his face from a fight. Sure. But I don't care. He goes to the diner. He hears uh, a woman get shot and killed. Yeah, that's. But then he just goes into his little isolation chamber. That's anyway. a thing that doesn't have anything to do with now. It'll come in later. Yeah. Fine. Uh. At the diner. Coffee shop. Foggy. Whatever it coffee, is. Coffee, whatever. Foggy says that his last client paid in fluke, which is in a fluke. fish. Yep. Too many first, pro bono cases. Yeah, we get our first line of the movie, though. Our first great line. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, well, I go salsa dancing on the weekends, but I don't shake my ass to pay my phone bill. It's great. That's why John Favreau belongs on this side of the camera. He's <laughs> great. <laughs> he's he's very good at, at uh the comedic relief. He is. I don't appreciate that, that he fucks with blind Matt Murdock and puts mustard instead of honey in the tea. Yeah, but he knows. He knows. That's so funny, though. Murdoch, because why not? does He doesn't want to say we got the cut on his face. Says he's in Fight Club. Sure. I love that. He's I like, really, really like, like, like that. Oh, it's Fight Club. Well, the first rule is you don't talk about Fight Club, so I can't write. Really, You're not like, in it. You can't talk about it. He's <laughs> just like, I didn't even see the movie, so I don't get your reference, but I'm sure it's great. <laughs> this chemistry. Is very good. Is really good. It's believable, despite Ben Affleck not being able to act blind. He can't act blind, but he can act like a human, and that's what I feel like the character Daredevil forgets, is that- Barely be human. It works really well. <laughs> it works really well whenever he's doing this stuff. Yeah. And I get, oh, I'm Daredevil. I, I'm a loner. Right. A loner, Dottie. You don't want a piece of me. Large margin. set. It just it doesn't. <laughs> that's the and we get that later with the solitude in the church. just gives a shit? Doesn't so matter. So Matt smells a guy outside coming into the. A guy. Uh, sorry, Matt <laughs> smells a lady coming into the into the diner. From windows away. from Yeah, she's outside. She's outside, turn the corner. down the street. He's like, oh, I smell somebody coming. I had no idea how he knew she was coming into this. I had to watch this scene three times before I realized, oh, he smells her. Yeah, he's got an, uh, an, a heightened sense of smell. How the hell did Foggy think he was going to pull off giving him mustard to put in his coffee? I don't know. He can smell a woman a block how, away. Outside windows. How do they think anything is going to get by this guy? I imagine the place smells a lot like coffee, too. I, and he smells this woman's perfume. Through all of that, so we meet Electra and her we super meet, green eyes. We don't meet Electra. We meet a mysterious woman who with will not give really, her name. Really green eyes. The stupidest, greenest eyes you've ever seen. I wrote seen. the word stupid down. You're a good <laughs> call. <laughs> they look terrible. Oh, by the way, you switched the tea. I remember. So Foggy got fucked with the course. mustard tea. It was a great bit. It was fine. It was 2002. I know they made realistic looking green contact lenses. They blew it. Why, how did she get these neon? I think the real question is, how does she get the occasional blue eyes later? Especially when her eyes are brown. That's very interesting. So, going forward, he, uh, Murdoch switches the T. We get the line that made me so upset. How he goes up to her asking, just, I, I guess. Yeah, we're, uh, I'm trying to find the honey. The honey, and what are it's you, blind? Right in front of you. It took us fucking long enough to get a what are you, blind line, 40 minutes what in. What are you, blind? Yeah, I am. Man, oh, so stupid. Everything about this scene is stupid. This is a real bad mute, cute I don't Do, care for it. This is no, why Benifer failed. This is why they're having issues even today. It's because of this <laughs> fucking line. Because of this line? Do you know a line I did like? What? I'm going to file an appeal. Great. He just meant he's going to go chase her down like a weirdo. Like a goddamn creep. Like a real creep. Like, come on, Mark Stephen Johnson. Mark Stephen Johnson is creep. Definitely. If he wrote this shit. Because, Definitely. I don't know, she leaves. She's apparently charming because... Because Foggy drinks the mustard tea and spits it out and she goes, friend of yours, and she's like, never seen it before. Because that's hysterical. That's the funniest thing I ever heard. It is a little funny. That is so funny. Oh man, do you want to fuck Ben Affleck because of that line? No. Because she does. She leaves after not really? having a having anything. She I don't didn't think have anything. she does want to fuck him. She actually. clearly looks like she wants to fuck him. Here it's she brutal. leaves without giving her name. Or ordering anything, or doing a goddamn thing yeah. in this coffee shop. I she doesn't do like, anything. I feel like this guy just showed up, and she was like, "You know what? No, he's a creep. I, I don't, don't even want coffee. I'm out <laughs> of here." He's out, this is a blind guy who just made a joke that he's never seen his friend before. I need to leave, and he's like, "I'm gonna chase her down to a playground." To a playground, because again, the Matrix is only a few years before this. We need playground scenes now. Sure, you gotta have you gotta have God a fight in a it. playground. Also. You're trying as hard as you can to be an inconspicuous blind man. He's a real... Oh, I, hey, he you annoys know, me. You know what <laughs> no we should God do? Let's have this huge, exaggerated fight on the seesaws because then people will be like, not Matt Murdock. He's just that blind guy who can't you, even find his seat. Is it court. really a fight if uh, you're no. holding back? Don't. <laughs> that's like... I slouch. Don't. Don't. I feel like that's just how you write... Fuck That's me. how you write for women in comic book yeah, movies. The music just, in this scene, she just by the to way. to say, don't. The music in the scene is the worst thing that's ever happened oh, in Oh, the was there music the film, in the scene? In the film history? It, terrible. There was music in the scene? Yep. I didn't even it's know. not good. Okay. My first, no, it's not my first. I've said a million issues already. <laughs> this is a major issue, though, that keeps repeating, is every single time Electra tries to walk away, Bethy Murdoch grabs her. Grabs her. What do you want? I just wanted to get your name. I didn't... In trouble. Look, I don't like being followed, so don't. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a second. Take it easy. I don't like being touched. Why don't you tell me what you do like, we'll start there. Okay. It is so uncomfortable. So creepy. And I get. And uh, she says she literally says the words, "I don't like to be touched." And he's like, well, what do you like? Can we start with what you Holy do like?" Shit. That's such a Oh, I I am so turned off right now. I don't like by this Stephen entire Johnson. I don't like Martin. I don't either. I don't like Ben Affleck. I'm not going to see Christopher Robin. No, fuck Christopher Robin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, creepy as hell. So she starts to try to fight the guy. This is after a blind the fight guy. This is after the fight. Oh, no, this is before, oh, this right? before and, and after and all the fucking time he does this. Uh, it's brutal. He's he he very all, grabby. I don't like it. They fight. It's not a good fight. It's not a good fight. <laughs> it's no. a terrible it fight. Him, the kids keep days. swinging on the thing even though two adults are fighting. Four days to film this fight. Why? And, um, a lot of the kids, too, are like, they're like yelling like, fight, fight, fight. But they don't look like they're into it. They're just like. They're yeah. probably not yelling. It's ADR. I guarantee it. Just, it's yeah, stupid. Yeah, Every bit about this seems stupid. It's dumb. It's uh, so dumb. She leaves, says, I'll, I'll find you. Great. She's Alexa. Uh, Electra. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> I mean- give me a better movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, she's Electra Nachos huh that's what we learned that she gives her name finally sounds like a Mexican appetizer I couldn't get nachos out of my head the entire time I'm not kidding when I say that he learned, Nicholas Nachos is the uh, father because yeah. he's a guy in this movie. He's a billionaire. Yep. Do you know what I liked about before they did their fight? What? This is this is sarcasm. I Go did ahead. not like it. Yeah. The way they both took but off their you're jackets. You're saying your tone wouldn't have... Fa- they did take off their jackets. In unison as yeah. as the camera zoomed out so it looked a lot like the beginning of like a Mortal Kombat fight. Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. Ready? Fight! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this scene so goddamn So bad. Much. It, it is the worst scene of the movie. Um, And it's... Pretty much universally accepted that it's the worst scene of the movie. Yeah, and it ends with him realizing, I guess, Foggy earlier said they had to be at a courthouse at noon. Yeah. I guess they're leaving this coffee shop diner thing at 11.55. Right, because, well, remember, four-day fight. Oh, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his watch, and he flips the watch face open, and he feels the time. Yep. I feel like a guy with this heightened sense is going to be able to to hear that watch. And the reason I say that, did you know what type of watch that was? I didn't. I'm not wearing it right now. That's a Hamilton watch. Oh. The reason why, I I own a Hamilton watch. I bought a Hamilton watch for my 30th birthday. Sure. I bought the watch because it's a very big movie watch. It's featured in 2001 A Space Odyssey as the space watch. It's featured in Men in Black as the watch that the agents wear. If I would have known Ben Affleck Daredevil wore it, I wouldn't have bought it. (laughs) You can hear a tick. Why can't you hear this fucking thing tick? That's why you don't wear it during recording. No, it doesn't tick that loud. No, I'm just kidding. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't hear your heart from here. I could, I would probably be able to hear the watch a bit. It doesn't matter. Why do, Why does he have to lift the thing to feel the time? Hamilton, not a sponsor of the podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'll say their name again. I love Yet. the watch. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Hamilton? <laughs> you hear that Swatch Company? doesn't matter. Doesn't Meanwhile, do- my movement, ticking away. No, I'm just kidding. Movement. Not a sponsor either? We love Look, them. They're great. <laughs> could be. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of going to the courthouse, he realizes he's fucking late. We go meet Kingpin. Let's go meet the Kingpin. I like that he immediately starts talking about how uh, in olden days, in ancient times, they would cut out the tongues of their of their bodyguards. While well, the song "I'm an Outlaw" is playing, because of course John Favreau directed the scene. We need you to know that he's a bad guy. <laughs> oh, so it seems like he probably suspects it's one of his bodyguards that let out all this information. He thinks he's suspecting that his bodyguards are snitching. So what's he do? What's he do about that situation? He uh, chokes him the fuck dead. Yeah, he kills his bodyguards. Yeah, fair. <laughs> That's yeah. we, we also meet Wesley Owen Welch, who yeah. is kind of a mousy. I just don't like him. He's an as you wish guy. He he shows up and you're like, oh, he's not even a yes man. He's an as you wish guy. Guy, yeah, he's an as you wish guy. I like that. <laughs> Speaking of billionaire Nachos, he's here. He is here for his eleven o'clock appointment. Before that, okay. I have a hot take. Okay, I don't like Michael Clark Duncan in this role. Really, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No, why not? Um, I, I think need he's to know why. the. I feel like they should have uh, enhanced him more. I think he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. I think he voices and emotes the role really well. Yeah. I don't think he's big enough. Really? Yeah. Like, he's a big dude. And Kingpin, I don't think he's big enough. I want him to be bigger. I want him to be comically large. And I feel like it's weird because it's like, now we see Wilson Fisk elsewhere. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio is not that big a guy. No, but I just want, I wanted him to be bigger. When Michael Clark Duncan was cast, he weighed 290 pounds. Big dude. But he was asked Still, to gain 40 pounds for the role, which he did. But it's not even that he gained the weight. He needed to be He lifted he lifted physically weights. larger. He lifted weights for 30 minutes a day and power lifted with one or two reps a day, uh, as well as eating whatever he wanted to gain the 40 pounds necessary to play the Kingpin. Jeez. Uh, also in most of his scenes he's on lifts or boxes because he had to tower over Ben Affleck, who is 6'4". Ben Affleck's big dude. So, tall, blind dude. I mean, they make Mar- Michael Clark Duncan bigger than. I need him to be bigger. Even bigger? need him to be bigger. He needs to be eight feet tall and 600 pounds. No, no, no. I just need to be like wider or something. Okay. I don't know what. Okay. I don't know what. Doesn't matter. We see a newspaper. We do see a newspaper. As you know, my love of pausing and reading newspapers. Sure. As I did in Batman? Yeah. And so we got kind of the time in Batman. Yeah. Here we get our, our date of the movie. Okay. We know when this movie is taking place. When do you think it's taking place? Uh, I want to I want to say February of two thousand three. Did you write it down? No, that's just when it came out. No, it's wrong. It's actually kind of in the future. Oh. Because it says August tenth, two thousand three. Oh, look at yeah. them. Or it was two thousand two, and it was really blurry. I don't know. Sure. Either way, we're at the time. We're in summer. It's New York Post, by the way. Yep. And do you know why? Is there an article written by Ben? There is. March it's New York Post because this was supposed to be the Daily Bugle. Oh, right. And they were not allowed to use the Daily Bugle because because of the rights for Spider-Man. Yeah. So uh, there are three articles listed here. Does Ben Urich write one of them? He sure does. Oh, okay. So he's in every scene? I guess he might be. (laughs) He might be. The three articles are called Rewarding Terror, Wojo's Latest Miss Call, and Kingpin of Crime, Manor Myth. That's the Ben Urich article. Obviously. This newspaper, I know I'm making a big deal out of it because it is a big deal. Okay. This newspaper takes up the whole screen when we see it. All three articles- are the exact same writing. I love it. Every single one of them. All three articles start out with, in the wee hours of the morning, neighbors in the were awakened by the sound of gunfire, roaring war- motorcycles, and then other stuff. There was a typo that they just did three times over. That's What's surprising. more interesting is that in the rewarding terror part, the last paragraph, this is the only last paragraph we can see. Yeah. It's in Latin. Oh, is some lorem ipsum? I don't know. Dummy text? No, I don't know, because I actually put it into Google Translate. Yeah. I typed it all out and put it into Google Translate, so it, it took me forever to watch this goddamn movie. Sounds like it's some lorem ipsum copy. It's sort of, it talks about, like, holiness and fresh mind, so it stays kind of true to the church. Sure. Which is interesting, because I know that the, the TV show hints at it more of the church, but this kind of, you start out in a church, you end in a church, yada, yada. Yeah. Kind of plays on the theme a little bit. Yeah. I just found it really interesting. So are you saying there's not a whole lot of church iconography in this movie? There's some really obvious ones. very obvious ones. (laughs) But I found this part really interesting because of that. Kids, whenever you see a newspaper on screen, pause it. You're going to find something interesting, I think. Yeah. It's kind of, there's a really well-known thing. At least, I'm not, I don't know how well-known it is. Fuck it, I don't care. It was on the internet. Yeah. Not real. How Ed O'Neill, married with children, modern family. Sure. There was a still of him in married with children reading a newspaper sitting on the couch, and then a modern family. He's reading a newspaper and it's the same newspaper. That's that's cool. And that's fun. That is a lot and of that's fun. And that's fun. That's why. And y- that's something you wouldn't notice unless. Newspapers are fun. You pause In movies. And look the newspapers newspaper. are really fun movies. You get some weird stuff. Sure. Speaking of billionaire Nicholas Nachos. Getting some nachos? Guess who's here? The nachos. Your 11 o'clock appointment. We just saw you murder your bodyguards. Yeah. He watched that happen. I mean, he knew who he was in business with. The kingpin. Who no one knows he's the kingpin? Nope. Yeah, nobody knows it's <laughs> him. Who is this? This mysterious kingpin fella. I have a theory about this also. Oh, yeah? When you look out the windows, first of all, it's clearly a backdrop. <laughs> Those aren't windows. <laughs> no, yeah. They're, you see the Empire State Building, you see the Chrysler Building in the foreground. Sure. New York Landscape has a building that lines up nearly exactly the way that this lines up. Okay. And that's tall enough to see over the buildings that see, we'll see the Chrysler Building and the Empire State Building along it. What building is this? It's Trump Tower. Oh boy! <laughs> it's the Trump Tower across from the UN. So you're saying the kingpin? I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it works out. So moving yeah. on. <laughs> well, actually, that that fits in perfectly with his last line of this scene. What's his last line? Uh, well, first of all, Nachos is saying, "Hey, I want out. Wants to get he wants to get bought out. You can buy me out. Very generous offer. All this dude wants to do is retire and kind of separate himself from Wilson Fisk because presumably Nachos Greek Nachos." And yeah, he wants to go eat nachos. Fisk gets up from the table, goes over to his fake window, looks out and says, how's your daughter? From Tower, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the end of that <laughs> Well scene. done. We're to tie that together. Yeah. That's your Jeff Bridges moment. That line really tied the whole scene together. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go to the courthouse and learn how, how shitty of a lawyer Matt Murdock is. <laughs> Learns about his next case. Turns out that girl that he heard getting shot before he went to bed the other night was a prostitute. Yep. Presumably murdered by Coolio. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this this whole plot line only happens in the director's cut. Yeah, it's where it belongs. So, by the way, we're, we watched the director's cut. We did watch the director's cut. Yeah. Why is Coolio a thing? Why not? Apparently, he was in the trailers for the movie, and then when he wasn't in the theatrical cut, people were like, wait, what about Coolio? <laughs> he questions Coolio Asked him if he did it. Coolio's like, no. He, he listens to that old heartbeat. That uh, gangster paradise heartbeat (laughs) says, Oh man, I think you're telling the truth. Foggy's like, really? Fine. So Dante (laughs) hires them. Yep. I guess. That's the end of that. And then uh, Kingpin says, hey, get me a bullseye. Yeah. And Kingpin's like, I need bullseye. And then we get a bullseye. So we go to Ireland. And we get the greatest thing that's happened yet. We get- Colin Farrell, bullseye. It's great. Colin Farrell know how to play darts. Over the top- why do you aim for the bullseye and darts? You don't aim for the bullseye. You aim for the triple twenty. Everyone knows that. What's he doing here? He's just showing off. Fucking rugby shirt doesn't think that. His name is Bullseye. Kind of upset that like we don't learn his real name or if something. His name was Triple Twenty. I could see him aiming for that. But yeah, but he didn't. Bullseye. His name's Bullseye. He uh guy picks on him. Double or nothing. He's fucking out. Guy makes fun of him and he kills him with a paperclip. Because that's what you do. <laughs> Just one Somebody shot. Calls straight in the out. Neck. A lot of neck killing here. A lot of paper clips. A lot of oh, it's a ridiculous amount of paper clips. There's like a lot of pointless stuff that happens. I was gonna say there's like a really brief scene where we go back somewhere. I didn't even write it down because I didn't care. We went back to I wrote it down because it was a taxi that nearly hits Foggy and Murdoch. Right. And he says, I got a blind guy. And he Use a crosswalk asshole. Yeah, and I wish that was Stanley. Yes. That would have been a really good use of Stanley. You're Stan right. Lee. You're right. That would have been amazing. Instead and I of, would love to hear uh, Stanley say, use the crosswalk, asshole. <laughs> Great, would
1: that, have been. that would have been
0: amazing? Get off my ah, You're right. I feel like that scene was only there because we're about to get one of the greatest things in cinematic history. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. When let's it comes go down back to, to Ireland, is we do go back to Ireland. Let's we go to get, the airport. We, under, we get to see. We get to see how Mark eye. Stephen Johnson walks through security like an asshole. Holy shit. Like a total asshole. I wonder. I want to know what direction he gave Colin Farrell oh, of this. Acts like me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up the escalator like Jesus. <laughs> oh, by the oh, I should mention that Colin Farrell had a beanie on for a while, and they took it off, and there was just a bullseye thing carved into his head. Because, you know, why not go the whole nine? Um, yeah, why not? He's going through this airport and he's getting stopped by security. He's got paper clips everywhere. And here's the thing: he's acting like a total dickhead all the way through security. Yep, and nobody is no giving him a hard time him. at all. And this is post 9 11. You would think at least somebody would be like, "All right, this guy's being a total dickhead." We gotta, right? we gotta search this let's, guy. Let's do the full, the full cavity search. Absolutely, this guy Nothing. needs to be put in his place. Nothing. No, and he's making faces throughout oh. this whole movie, and I think they're great. And I think at I this point, I love Colin Farrell. He's eating like nine paper clips. It's crazy. This uh, I don't know. Again, he does it so over the top. And Google it's it. So, send it to us. I think. How many paperclips can you eat before you die? <laughs> it's the. I, it's gonna, great. You're I'm right. Gonna, no, no, no. I did not say it's great. I think he's the worst part of this movie. Why are you nodding and smiling and saying it's actually great? Why are you mouthing that? <laughs> yeah, Brian loves it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's fantastic. Let's go to the prostitute's house. A little We're going go. B and E. He breaks the, the metal piece off of a pen clip. Yeah, and then and he just he's, picks a and with in, it. And then he's just sniffing around like a dog, pretty much, and yeah. feeling around. But meanwhile, and, Foggy's struggling with some wigs in a closet. He just can't get him to stay put, because he's got to be funny. He's the comic relief. This scene lasts too long. How the fuck did he not smell ammonia and blood and all of this shit when he could smell a woman from outside in with a coffee shop and a window and... None of this makes sense. Because there's none of it makes sense. None. And a gunshot. He called out. He figured out there's a gunshot. Sure. Fine. He feels words on a desk because for some reason he felt like putting his hands there. Somehow you just. Oh. And it says mom. Somebody wrote with a ballpoint pen here. Six dash eight. Mom six eight. That's uh that's one of the Bible (sighs) verses. Mom six eight. Yeah, I remember it. It says, "Thou art struggling for plot points." (laughs) Hey, let's go to the airplane. We're going to be on an airplane, and he's got earphones Because Bullseye. He's listening to metal. Bullseye he's eye got to metal. all the way through He's getting annoyed this no lady. Talk, this old fucking lady is talking, to, and he can't hear. He's got earbuds in. I would have done the same thing he did, though, to be honest. He flicks a peanut in her mouth and kills her. It's great. She, she dies right there, and that's why you can't have peanuts on planes anymore. Makes sense. Yeah. Because of Bullseye. Because Bullseye flicked it off the off the seat back in front of him yep. into her throat, And she's asleep and on his shoulder, and he just died. Yeah, she, oh, man, super dead. So dead. And then he asked for more peanuts. Yeah, gotta get more peanuts. It's great. That's not an accent. That it was anywhere near accurate. Colin Farrell's not actually here. That was Brian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, what's going on at the courthouse? In the courthouse. Let's see how bad a uh, lawyer pleading he his is. his case to get Coolio off to the wall. <laughs> He's super blind now. He's facing the wall. He almost doesn't sit in a chair at a really point. Really playing up the blindness to get sympathy oh from the jury. Oh, God. That's his move. That's why he has to kill guilty people afterwards. Because he's a shitty lawyer. Because he's the worst fucking lawyer. Here's yeah. the, 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 the cop, McKenzie. We meet McKenzie. We do meet Officer McKenzie. And, uh... He's got a heartbeat that we listen to. And it's normal. He's, he's telling the truth. He's not lying. Truth. And Murdoch gets all pissed because now he's someone's like, lying. Everybody's someone's got he's telling lie. the truth, but they have conflicting stories. Also, Yurik's in the back, and that yeah. Foggy takes notice. He's just there, and he waves, says hi. That's why it. Why is Yurik here while we're in this really... Has nothing to do with Kingpin or Daredevil. He's just not there. It has nothing to do with the case. Oh, no, no, no. It, it was kind of a Kingpin-related case. It, kind of, but it has nothing because, to... But why yeah. is Foggy... Looking back there, and then and why suddenly is that's an important thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He's in every scene. Just assume that Ben Yurich is always there. He might be in every scene. You know I really liked? What? We got Ben Affleck staring at a wall to trick jurors and, and then accidentally falling on, a, on the chair wrong. As if he wasn't just the day before fighting a pretty lady in a schoolyard. Yeah, no. He's really... Oh, just, I don't know. Like... I, Ben Affleck sucks in this movie. I it's want everybody to know how blind I am sometimes. Just occasionally. <laughs> I, yo, fuck Ben Affleck.
1: <laughs> he was a walking. bomb and
0: Phantoms. It's a Jane Silent Bob reference. Yeah. Which, Mark Stephen Johnson was in, really? uncredited as a director. Oh, boy. God damn it. Ew. I don't like tying things together. So, uh, Electra tracks Matt down on the street. Told you I'd find you. Oh, how about that? He's like, hey... Check check out this rooftop that I used to love. This as a is actually kid. where I noticed her eyes were blue at the time. Okay. Also, so so she got color changing eyes. I guess so. Her her natural eyes are brown. I had to Google it. Right, the character's eyes are supposed to be blue. It's supposed to be, and then they I, made him super green, super and stupid green, and Hulk green. I hate it. Like she's hulking out just in her irises. What I don't hate is on this rooftop scene. Yeah, this was his favorite spot to look as a kid. As a kid, presumably he never moved. Presumably, this is what we're getting at. I really, really, really like the scar makeup.
1: Okay, it's yeah. super
0: noticeable. He was wearing his sunglasses here, yeah, and uh, you notice the scars on like his temples and stuff like that from when he sure. was a kid. And I love that makeup. It is really subtle. Subtle. It's it's one of the only things in this movie that is. Yeah, John Favreau <laughs> didn't. He took the day off. He was not directing this scene. No, he was acting. Electra says she's gonna leave and Murdoch grabs her again. Yeah, because that's what you do. You grab no, no. a girl if she's oh. He no, had a good reason no. for it this time. Oh yeah, because it was gonna, it's gonna rain. Because rain. <laughs> <laughs> the weather man he hes At- gonna like, grab her. I will get you wet. That rain goes from uh, zero to sixty. Oh, yeah. Here comes bang he, rain. He literally says, here it comes. Rain. This is a really charming scene, though. Convenient rainfall. I kind of enjoy this when you see because he wants the rainfall so they, right. the rain he makes He wants them to see if see she's her. really as hot as Foggy said. Answer. She is. Yeah. 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 That's fair. So they bang it out. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> now the director's cut, they don't. This is the director's cut. So they do not bang it out. No journey Theatrical, to blind boink town. Yeah. Theatrical cut, bang it out. Was it here that they banged it out? I haven't seen yeah. the because he hears a crime. Here's just a, here's a mugging. A crime. Yep. and he goes running to it. He goes running to it, and the theatrical cut—he starts to go. She grabs his arm. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, mixed signals. I don't says, like this. I don't like this. Don't go. Matt Murdock always sleeps in this sensory deprivation tank, so I guess that's where they would. Cause does, he he does he have a bed? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see the theatrical cut. I, I think. I want a like a layout know. of Matt Murdock's apartment. What's actually in there? I really don't know. There's a whole bunch of stuff behind a hidden wall. Which? How does a blind man get that installed? Why does he need to? He be installed? didn't build it. Why is he need to install? It? Who's he hiding it from? All the ladies he brings back to his place, like Heather Helen? from Helen, Heather. I don't remember the one. answering machine. Sweet Jesus! All right. Uh, yeah. So so basically, he hears a crime happening. He and- gives a. This is the look that this is Ben Affleck. This is Ben Affleck acting. He gives a look like he has to poop. Like he just got into a long car ride and realized not long after that he's got to poop. Oh, he doesn't want to be that guy who's going to have to bring up that he has to poop because it's going to annoy everyone else that's in the car with him. Right. But he does have to poop. But he's definitely got to poop. He leaves. He, he goes, leaves gets changed, changed her. on the roof in the rain. And this is the longest mugging of all time because he has time, time to time go to, blind, get changed. A blind man goes Presumably, he's going to play with his how nunchucks in the room you again. think that happens? The mugger is dressed as his dad because that's how bad guys dress in this movie. Yeah. The leather jacket and the beanie. It's not raining anymore, by the way. He leaves her on the roof in the rain and she's fine with it. Yep. <laughs> So yeah, he beats up this guy after he runs into his own house. I guess starts raining eventually after the scene's established. Crashes through a window. That's really good. That scene gets established. Great. Fucking mercs this guy. I guess. I guess. And the kids all crying there. There's a kid in the hallway. There's a kid in the hallway. Which I'm not the bad guy. He didn't know that there's a kid in the hallway, but he can smell a lady.
1: Can't smell a fucking kid. This kids
0: kids are dirty. The kid was in the hallway. Like, how do you not hear him? I don't know how you don't hear a kid in the hallway or anything. I don't know. I don't know if this kid had any other roles after this. He shouldn't have. No. It's real bad crying for a kid. Doesn't matter. I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy. He goes on the roof. I'm not the bad guy. (laughs) I'm not the bad guy. Acting. Sure. We can call it that. Go to the church for a scene that's- uh, The whole time the priest seems like he's trying to get this guy out of the church. In the movie. It's a a scene that's in the movie. Yep. And the whole time the priest's talking, hey, come back on Sunday, dude. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you do know that we're here on Sundays, right? We well, go he, back to Murdoch's he, office. He even, Doesn't fucking even like, he nothing man, matters anymore at man. this point. Like, we got confession. Is yeah. that what you need? And he's like, No, I just want to be here alone like, with my feelings. I like the quiet. I think you like the solitude. And then, then the truck drives through the church because that's why not. We have money to burn. Sounds a are effect. confusing. Let's go back to Murdoch's Let's office. Let's go back to the office. Ellen Pompeo. He got a yeah. Ellen Pompeo. We do. We do have. Karen we do Page, have Ellen Pompeo as, uh, as Karen Page, who has a much bigger part in the TV show, by the way. Foggy has a New York Jets mug because comic he relief. Uh, He's <laughs> and they are a joke. Ah, uh-huh. there it is. There's my layup for this episode. He <laughs> got an invite for the black and white ball. Yeah, and he doesn't want to go. It's a. Uh, it's but you should really feel this invite. High quality invite. You think the Inks raised? <laughs> you think it's like an American Psycho Embossed. type thing? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this scene. Yeah, sure. And the reason I like it is because uh, he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to see her, Electra, so again. he's like, hey, we can get some clients that actually have money. Not even that. I'm talking That's about the relationship because he knows Electra sent it. Right, right. Is He says that he wants to bypass the relationship phase and just go straight to the breakup. That's interesting to me. Sure. Because in 1996, John Favreau wrote a little movie called Swingers. Oh, where Jon Favreau has an incredible scene in that where he's leaving a voicemail to a woman. I can't remember her name. Doesn't matter how he's talking like, oh, like, call me. We just met at this party. But here's my n-. and he gets cut off. He calls again. Uh, this is my number again. Sorry. Just in case you didn't get it. He Calls again. He calls again. He calls again. He keeps calling. Sure. At the end of it, he goes, this is this is Mike. His name was Mike. He goes, this is Mike again. I don't think we should see each other anymore. And he goes through an entire relationship phase and just skips right to the breakup phase. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that Favreau's the one saying that line. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I think it's a great little touch. That's it's a, it's a fun little callback. They decide to go to this banquet. He's thing. all like, "She's out of my league." You go. He's like, "I'm a plus one." Yeah, it doesn't. I don't care. They go, you to, can't the just show up they go to the banquet. They go to the banquet. They go to the banquet. Ben Urich's Said there. a ball. We're there. Great! Ben, be, oh yeah, Ben Urich's there because he's talking to Murdoch for is. reasons. Yeah, for he's reasons? like, hey, I gotta talk to you later. I gotta talk to you to tell you I gotta talk to you. Yep. This Murdoch's, guy seems pretty sneaky. At this point, you're like, maybe he knows. Maybe he based knows. on nothing. Well, because he keeps showing up, and there's no reason for him to be there all the because time. Because we're paying Joe Pantoliano. If you have Joe Pantoliano in a movie, putting Joe Pantoliano you put over in his in fucking every fucking scene. scene. He's great. He's like, oh, I know the stake isn't real, but Murdoch's a bad my liar. My mind tells me it's real. Murdoch's a bad lawyer. He only says he defends innocent people. Yeah. <laughs> In the court of law here, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. That's Therefore, true. that's true. Should defend everybody. But Fisk comes back with. Oh, no, Fisk asked him to be said that he wants to, yeah, you know, wants nobody's to Nobody's innocent. No one's innocent. I have issues, a lot of issues with this scene. Okay. We see Electra on the staircase. Also, Wesley was like, "You need an appointment." Just being a dick. I don't give a fuck about Wesley at no, any shouldn't. point in this movie. At any point in this movie, we see Electra on the staircase. Looks like she sucked every lemon that exists in the world. Yep, that's the worst smile in the history. Of oh, still not, not a good smile. Great dress. It's a great dress. You know what we should do? Let's go smell her while we're going up. Oh, well, <laughs> Foggy says he's going to want me to walk you up there. Like he's trying to wingman him. That's great. Foggy's a good friend. Good for him. He's walking up these stairs and we go into sonar vision. Right. As he's go up the stairs. But our sonar vision seems now to be based on smell instead of sound. You saw it too. Yeah. How you see the food. What? It's, is it steam or is it smell? I don't know. I don't know. But I, all right. So I had to I Google know. this because this, I was so annoyed watching this. Is, does steam put off like presumably because he has sonar issues because of the sound is the sound reflecting off of there's also smoke from a cigarette the same idea idea. and i looked it up and it'll go through like smoke will go through fog yeah it'll go through fog because it actually carry better in fog from what i understood and that's why like there's noise pollution in some cities and weather changes all that stuff nothing about steam nothing about smoke especially in this small of a cluster wow this is stupid. Yeah, at this point we have changed. And they even make it a a point that say, well, I have sonar vision based on sound. But now they're using smells. It's so stupid. It silly. seems like they're using smells now. And if they just hadn't put in that VO, it'd be it'd be fine. I agree. It'd this, be but this feels so much like a but they Neo in the Matrix point. type thing of I could see it all. <laughs> like it doesn't it's so stupid. This I is know done. Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. How the fuck does Matt Murdock know how to fight? His dad's a boxer. He's been watching him box his He's, whole life. Who gives it? Who cares? Who cares that, it, that you can do fair. that? Because he didn't. It, dad's a boxer. Doesn't mean he does flippies. That's true. His, bo, his, dad, his boxer dad also said, hey, I only want you hitting books. That was the spoken agreement, not the unspoken agreement where we How don't give up. How does Matt Murdoch learn all this stuff? I don't understand Heightened it. Heightened senses. I do not understand <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, So Wesley's a total dick to Foggy, but he notices he's got these cufflinks that have his initials on them that say, wow, wow. Wow. Owen Wilson actually created those. Wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Matt and Electric Dance. It's great. He smells her more. She says something like, the only reason I got dressed up for this thing is that I wanted to look beautiful for you, the blind guy. (laughs) (laughs) They belong together. (laughs) They're both fucking dumb. And then he says, my Uh, favorite line of the entire movie. Yeah. Nothing bad is going to happen, I promise. Smash cut. Horrible things happen. A bodyguard dies. Fisk is getting real shady around his boy who just wants to retire. This guy literally just wants, hey, give me some money. I'll disappear forever. No, you know what? Here, have a rose. You know what that means? Gotta go. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, let's And leave. then he gets the-, then he's, the he, he's gonna kill me. Nacho out. like, that's my dad. I nacho got out. Gotta go. Gotta go with the, the nachos gotta go. go. You get two nachos stuck together, that's one nacho. That's one nacho. It's your nacho. So- They go outside, and she gets into the limo, and she abandons the blind guy on the side of the street. Yep, just leaves the blind guy. Gets in the car with with the nacho, and they go driving real fast out of there. Real fast. And And then- There's a little red guy running around up on the the rooftops near them. Because, you know, he's the fastest changer of all time. He's- Does he go home? Does he have the suit underneath? Does he go home to change? What's going on? There's no way he could have gone home. He must have had the suit on underneath. He must have. He must. I hate this so much because we have an issue with time here on this show, we sure where do. time doesn't we matter, matter most do. of the time. In super, they're driving movies. real fast through these streets, and he's just running. Uh, he's not running. He just shows up on the roof at luckily the right street corner where all the action is going to take place. There's a lot of luckily showing up in places. Both on a motorcycle. Yep. Uh, fun fact: Colin Farrell had never ridden a motorcycle before this scene. Does a great job. He because does. He excellent. stands up on that bad boy. Well, CGI. Colin Farrell does. CGI. Colin Farrell is a great actor. <laughs> CGI. Colin Farrell looks a lot like the the CGI graphics in the uh, the CW shows. Yep. So you can tell what the budget, or at least how the technology has progressed. Sure. That now now you get blockbuster movie level CGI in TV shows. Yep. So that one was gonna crash because bullseye makes a crash. Well yeah Daredevil's gonna jump off the roof and land no problem on the ground. <laughs> hey, he has heightened senses. <laughs> he smelled the ground coming and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Uh, we get So Bullseye throws something at him. We get Daredevil versus Bullseye, they do the chicken. He misses. They do the chicken dance with each other? I missed. Because, no, because Daredevil runs at him and jumps sure. off the motorcycle. jumps on the motorcycle and out of his and face. that's where you get, yeah. And he throws the thing and then he misses. Oh, I missed. Fine. I missed. I never miss. Whatever. This is the least busy street in New York. Yeah, there's there are no nothing. cars. There's nothing. No, nothing going on. This is like. No, pedestrians. There's... The first thing I thought about after watching this again was the scene in Dark Knight where Joker and Batman are on the street in Chicago. Gotham. And sure. the truck flip. How yeah. there's no one else on the road on that yeah, thing. it's phenomenal. Close course, do not attempt. Looks amazing. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He throws the, he gets uh, the baton. Yeah. He gets the baton, Billy Club. Uh, that's what it's called, kind of. Not really. The Dairy Club. The, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He throws it. Daredevil's trying to reach out for it. But something explodes in the background. And it screws up the sound. And you and can't hit it. seven of them, so he doesn't know which one to grab. Daredevil's ever been drunk? Pro- I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, You'd be seeing seven of lots of stuff. Or does that not work with sonar? How do you think drunk sonar works? I don't know. I can still hear pretty well when I'm drunk. I can too, but you don't have sonar. <laughs> as far as you know. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> um, Either way, anyway, Nacho gets fucked. Yeah. Nico Nacho is dead. He's it's in the chest. Yeah. Electra's all pissed. Electra's has a gun. Electra is like, oh, that daredevil bastard just killed my daddy. Even though she could see clearly what's happening here and clearly. Daredevil die. Clearly. How does Bullseye nail that shot from that far away with a stick, more or less? Because he's Bullseye. Does Bullseye it's have superhuman strength? I don't know. It's all in. What powers just... does Bullseye have besides the power of perfect aim? Perfect aim. But he throws this thing from a goddamn quarter mile away. Well. And it goes on a beeline and it hits him dead in the chest. Sometimes. Real convenient. Maybe he should be a professional football player. Honestly. This guy can make so much more money as a professional football player than he can as a hitman. He should have played Uncle Rico in Napoleon Dynamite. So I bet you he could throw that football <laughs> over there in their mountains. Uh, so, yeah. He's all dead, and then the cops show up, cop's, and Yurik's there, and Uric's Uric, Uric shows up, because of up. course he does, because it's another scene. He's underused. So he's got to show up. <laughs> he shows up, and uh, he's all angry. Or he's not angry, he's upset. My literal note is, Uric shows up, because when doesn't he? <laughs> Fair enough. Daredevil decides to trash his closet. Yeah, because he's mad. Because he lost his stick. Because he couldn't save his girlfriend's daddy, and now she thinks he killed him. Yep. So, what you do in that situation? Trash your own apartment. Everybody knows that. Yep. Of course, his closet. It's not even his apartment. Just flipping that closet apart. Sure. Still dark in there. Who gives a shit? Right. Bullseye is now in Kingpin's office. Office. Apartment doesn't matter. Building. Sitting there. Something. And he's he's killed Kingpin's bodyguard. Yeah. Was that necessary? Where is security? <laughs> Fisk actually says, "Is that necessary?" And Bullseye says, "No, but it's fun." But it's fun. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, so much because Colin Farrell is great. Uh, that's my actually. I think that's my favorite scene of his because it's the most understated he is in the entire movie and most subtle. And but then he breaks that least right over away. the top. He's not over the top. He's perfect. No, he's so over the top. And we learn in this movie Bullseye's motivation for the rest of this his movie. Do we? He missed. Oh right. So he wants to kill Daredevil. Maybe miss. I need to kill him. That's good enough. Here's the thing. That's good enough for me. Was he yeah. born with perfect aim always? Or did he acquire it? Because I feel like in the in the path to getting that, you probably miss a, a few times. And then like he intentionally misses later. Maybe he's that good. I don't know. I really don't know. Don't know we don't really get an origin of Bullseye. So who knows? There's the movie we need. <laughs> yes, please. But it has to be Colin Farrell. It has time. to be. It cannot be anyone else. King Panasse had to kill the man without fear. Bullseye says by putting the fear in him. Put the fear in him. Great, Kingpin gives Bullseye a rose here, and that bothered me. Well, yeah, he marked him. he didn't didn't mark Bullseye. I took it as him marking Bullseye. Oh no. Yeah, it was one of. I know he gave him the rose because he wants to Bullseye to kill Electra. Sure. But I took this as Kingpin marking Bullseye. It's fair. It'd be an excellent use of subtlety and foreshadowing, which this movie is severely lacking. So Uh you know what? I'll allow it. By that argument, there's no way. There's no, no. It's like, here, put this on the body when you kill her. Scene ends by Kingpin asking if he needs anything else. I want a fucking costume. So good. Doesn't get a costume. He by doesn't, the way. Get <laughs> one. doesn't get it. Doesn't get a think, costume. I think the only thing that changes between that scene and the next one is he has a bullseye yep. on his t shirt now, yep. but it's the same color as a t shirt, so you can't really tell. I like to imagine he called Enda Mode and she was busy. Yeah. She's like, ah, I'm out of cape material. I can't make you anything. Doesn't need a cape. Just needs a well, real good looking duster. He's a bad guy. So oh, you're good cape. you a cape. good cape. You're right. Coolio's on trial, and he can't stop talking about getting high. And right, he doesn't have a gun, but he wants a shotgun because of uh, it's the spread. Just Foggy, no Matt. Foggy's so a real he's shitty lawyer. Way out of foggy. his league. All the notes are in braille because braille, Foggy's not fucking prepared for anything. What does Foggy do except to have his jets mug? Do you have a, a dickhead? Handgun? No, but I will get a shotgun. Great. Nacho's funeral happens. Cuts the funeral ever fucking essence. They play. Ugh. They're a thing. That's, did I mention the soundtrack of this movie blows? It's not great. Mono House Plus. What else, Blues? <laughs> Matt Murdoch. Matt Murdoch. He's not dressed. He's the only one up dressed in black. No. I get that you're blind. Well, you got to know better. You got to know better. Who picks out his outfits, though? He does. Do you think he has all of his clothes labeled in his closet by what color they are? By what occasion he needs it for? Yeah. I don't know. You're probably right. We get zero to 60 rain again. Right, right. You need, you need so to get So we can see emotion on Electra's face. She puts the umbrella up. She's like, <laughs> <"No>, <laughs> don't look at me. Umbrella. He's like, revenge isn't worth it, but it doesn't work. She walks away without saying anything. No, she's After like, there's no place for me. He's nope. like, stay. And, then and she gone. doesn't. She leaves. She, she leaves. literally just goes away from a blind man without saying a word. Yeah. And you know what? Fisk thinks it's fucking hilarious. He does. He's at the funeral laughing. He wears the shit out of that In the too. open. So good. At Electra's pain. Yeah. That's the only thing he could possibly be laughing at in that situation. Because he doesn't know... That Matt Murdock is daredevil. He's literally just laughing that Elektra is upset. Yep. How about that for motivation? (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it's pretty dark. (laughs) And uh, Yurik's at the funeral because- Mm, Before that. Okay, keep going, yeah. Sort of adjacent to that. I worked in New York for five years. Sure. You can't get a cab in the heart of New York. Matt Murdock gets a cab in a cemetery. Well- (laughs) How does that happen? (laughs) Sometimes. I don't know. He gets in the cab. Yurik's there. They're getting in. He goes. Because Yurik's in every scene. He's in every scene. He might be in every scene. He's got information on the case. So it turns out he doesn't know that Matt Murdock is Daredevil. It's all all been about the case. He knows that he's a lawyer. And he just his hunch is that this guy is lying because he is a cop and he bought a Mercedes. (laughs) It's not a hunch. He's got info. He's got a cousin Hoboken. The prostitute that was murdered was his informant on all the Wills and Fisk stuff. Did I miss that? Yeah, you must have. That's a big moment. Yeah. I fucked up. She's the informant. So when Fisk murdered bodyguard, Yeah, she just tied a lot together for me. Yeah. Good for you. That's why he was in the court. Okay. For her trial. So for, there's well, a purpose. Trial, but, Foggy had the, no business still pointing him out, but no, there's a purpose. There's no reason. Anyway, yeah, the cop on the case is a Mercedes, so you know he's a liar. He's a liar. Cops through your salary, as he says. Uh Murdoch's gonna go hunt down this cop. Not as yeah. Daredevil, but as Murdoch. He's gonna go in and he's I gonna this... handcuff him to the whatever. Mercedes. To the Mercedes in the have passenger this, seat. The setting written down for the oh. scene I have written down is whatever seedy joint Crooked Cops hang out at. Yep. That's where, that's it's where it is. very seedy. Ties it in there. And now you have a blind man behind the wheel who's trying to get in front of this cop. It's a stick shift. It is a stick shift. <laughs> I've never driven one of these before. You went blind when you were like 11. I don't think you've ever driven. Period. Full stop. Period. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so he's crashing the sweet Mercedes all over the place. He is. And he still hears the heartbeat. And then he decides to tear open the cop's chest. Why isn't your heart rate changing. Mackenzie's got a pacemaker. And he goes, (laughs) I really, really like that. Sure. That was a great little twist to that scene that I forgot about. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually completely forgot about it. So I forgot he had a pacemaker. Yeah. Clever. He says, you were lying. He says, who isn't? (laughs) Who isn't lying? Ellen Pompeo then solves the crime. First. Yeah. Mackenzie lets out this little tidbit of information. Kingpin doesn't just kill you. He kills your whole family. It's at this point that Matt Murdock realizes, oh dun, no, dun, dun! Elektra's in trouble. You know, because the Kingpin kills your whole family, except for like when he doesn't, like when he kills Jack Murdock. You're right. Later in the movie, when Kingpin unmasks Daredevil, he doesn't put it together. He doesn't know what Jack Murdock is. That yeah, should... but but this guy said, when Kingpin kills you, he kills your whole family. Yeah. But he killed Jack Murdock and didn't kill Matt. No, you're right. So, he kills That's your whole family, he was except for when he does That's before he was Kingpin. That's true. If you're going to really stretch it. Sure. Go back to the law office, Ellen Pompeo solves the crime because- Yep, Karen cracks the case by reading a note upside down. She just reads it upside down. What was the date of the murder? Eight, nine, doesn't fucking matter. None of this matters. Congratulations, Uh, Karen, on on cracking the case in your second scene in the movie. You did it. Let's go to the morgue. Really, really, really dramatic Kevin Smith reveal. I love Kevin Smith. Shows off the daredevil baton. Well, before he does that. He's on a little website called uh, Modern Morgue. It seems to great. be like a. It seems to be like a, a message board of some sort. Yeah. And what he's writing when when Yurik comes in is, "I'll drop you like a three year old corpse's testicles if you dot dot dot." That's pretty great. <laughs> Amazing. Yikes, Kevin Smith, dude, what happened? Yurik shows up because, well, it's a new scene. Oh my god, maybe you're right. <laughs> we see that that he shows Kevin Smith throws him the bad the the, the, the the murder the, weapon the, the baton the baton thing. The stick does it all, yeah. And he's like, "I've seen it before. Seen it. Don't care. And then whatever." Get up into a blind man, and man. He's like, "Oh, cane. but have you seen how it twists suddenly, and pfft. suddenly puts it all together?" I only know one blind man. There's only one blind man in the world. Well, the thing is, when they were at the ball, he did somehow end up with Matt's cane at one point. Like he bumped into him and he was yeah. holding his cane. He's like, "Oh, neat color." And then Matt says, "Of course. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it because you have to have the blind joke in there." <laughs> Um, so he, oh, he's he, blind. he does recognize it as Matt Murdock's cane, and all of a sudden he's like, "Wait a minute, Electra trains." She's gonna fuck up some sandbags. What's some ever fucking essence? Who's releasing these sandbags from the ceiling? I was just gonna say, like she's fighting <laughs> bags of sugar that spontaneously drop from the ceiling. I don't. I, I don't guess know she's either. ready. And then she looks into a mirror. Is she doing this in like a? A dance class? I don't know how this works. I don't know. I don't know. I it's, don't care. Totally unnecessary scene. Great. She has the what are they called? The size? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Why she, is uh, she twirling these things so goddamn much, so dramatically? Showmanship. Great. It's the it's the biggest part of being a a, a sci artist. A sigh artist, yeah. I wanna know whose like niece or nephew got to be on set and draw the daredevil on the last sandbag. It's probably Mark Steven Johnson because saying I'm the best at drawing because look at these muscles. Because it was <laughs> the worst drawing, it was terrible ever. <laughs> it was probably like the same guy who drew Wilson in Castaway. Yeah, no, <laughs> might as well have been. No, because that actually, I mean. At least there's a story behind how Let's go there. to the rooftop. Some We're always rooftop. on goddamn rooftops. Some rooftop somewhere. There's sheets, because drying of sheets. That's and what you do in New York City. You let, you put your sheets in the roof some, to dry. I noticed here, Daredevil, his travel is the lamest thing that's ever happened. He just kind of walks on rooftops and occasionally slides down pipes. He's yeah. a walker. He doesn't do anything. Oh, you just wait. Because he has a superpower that has not yet been revealed, even though the movie's almost over. Elektra shows up. Doesn't need a mask, apparently. No, we just hang out on rooftops and all yep. magically find each other. That's the way it goes. This is the worst fight scene of the movie. No, it isn't. That's not CGI'd. The playground. The playground at least was choreographed. This. This is terrible. Get the worst line reading. Possibly ever? Ever? Ever. Electra? Liar. Liar. It wasn't me. Stop! It was a hitman and Bullseye. I didn't kill your father. Liar. <laughs> it's really bad. And that's when they said, We got to make an Electra movie. That was the moment where Ben Affleck was like, I'm going to marry this girl. <laughs> Mark Steven Johnson <laughs> literally started writing the script that second for I'm, Electra. Liar. Oh, I'm writing an Electra movie. So Electra and Daredevil are fighting. Sure. Uh, Electra throws the sigh into a brick wall at some point. She threw a, the sigh into a daredevil sandbag from across the room and she nailed it. Here she misses. Daredevil's surprised when it misses. Yeah. He didn't hear it coming. <laughs> she should have drained that shot. Sure. I don't know. She decides to stab him anyway. Right. Right in the shoulder. Right in that's, the shoulder. That's the shot you go for. It's like, I'm sorry about this. And then shoulder stab. Shoulder stab. <laughs> she pulls out the mask. All of a sudden she's forgiving like him. She's like, like oh, or, I'm you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh I did that. I uh, can't believe it. What reason does she have to believe that Daredevil didn't actually kill her dad because she was gonna fuck him. Oh, when they were on the roof, but he had to go to that crime. So she believes anything. he I says. just don't think that there's any motivation here at all between these two characters. There's no relationship. This it's- relationship is <laughs> no, no, is no, there's nothing there. So shitty. This relationship is less believable than Peter Parker and MJ were there to talk over a <laughs> chain link fence. These two, and they, they talked. To stand still. They talked, but these two, there's nothing there. No, they kissed on a rooftop. They apparently fucked. Who knew? I didn't know. You know what it was? You know what it was? It was, nothing bad is going to happen. I promise. Is that line. Oh, that promise. That's what did it. Great. He, he promised her that nothing bad would happen. Then her dad died. And now they're on this roof. Well, rooftop. I promise nothing bad is going to happen. She stabs Daredevil. And then there's a bullseye. There is a bullseye. He shows up. He shows up and he's throwing stuff at her. Or no, she throws she throws the sigh at him. Yeah. And, and he, he catches, catches it. it. And then he, he throws the sigh back and she doesn't catch it. No. So well, this, she, she catches this it. This isn't. This isn't really kind a, of A this isn't really Bullseye having good aim. This is Electra having bad catching abilities more than anything. I mean really, you don't try to catch the pointy side. Really, you don't aim for the hands. Maybe he wants throw- symbolism. Great. Jesus. Stigmata. Exactly. Fine. Bullseye versus Electra. That ends quickly. They fight. Why would Bullseye ever fight anyone up close? I don't know. Cuz he's got perfect Doesn't aim from any distance. He wins. And then he, he lifts her he up. He does the really weird move of kissing a girl while he's murdering her. Well, yeah. This movie's full of creeps. So I'm no, not well, too surprised. Mark Stephen Johnson. by Mark Stephen Johnson. <laughs> so what do you expect? King about? creeps there. He kills her. Psy goes yep. through her body, but not through her costume. Which real is strong costume, real weak body. Rem- it's, <laughs> it's because of certain rules in the comics where they weren't allowed to show the actual piercing of the skin. So it's a callback to... The way Bullseye kills Elektra in, okay. the, in the comics. I believe you. I like the line that he has before he kills her, saying, You're good, baby. I'll give you that. But me? My magic. All the Academy Awards. Sure. I'm throwing them. I want to throw them out. He earned them. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. He's, he's so good. The best that in ever was. Movie, um, everything he does is subtle and And nuanced, yep, and just fantastic. yep. I love it. What a great performance. He's so Daredevil gets to Electra and we see her heart stop. And yep. she's all dead. Again, so we know and for a fact that she's dead, and we'll not get a scene. Never again. We're gonna we're gonna get all caught up now. Yeah. We made it to the beginning at the church with the dropping. Oh, of the yep, we are back. People, at the top. we made we're, it. We're clutching the cross, Bullseye, and Daredevil are gonna fight in the church. They sure are. We're kind of moving because this movie doesn't give a shit from here on out. No, no, no. This, <laughs> at this point, it's like let's get. We've developed to this the character. End. We've done it. Let's just get this thing over with. Fine. Yeah. yeah. This is where they develop their new superpowers. Both Bullseye and Daredevil, all of a sudden, now can double jump. Yeah, they pushed that button twice. They can jump so high now. Yeah, we're going to climb an organ. He says, you, let's play. Bullseye, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm starting to not give a shit about this movie at this point. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, at this point, it's like, okay, we get it. Uh, They choke each other in front of a green screen. Yeah. Yeah. It was noticeable. The CGI in this is not bad. It's not great. You notice it's CGI. But it's it's not bad. Sure. Fine. Uh, We get bats. You get Colin Farrell making faces. Well, it's great. That's the whole movie. He's banging on the organ. That's important because. Right. He's like, because noise. I figured it out. Yep. That's your thing. You don't like Looks like, like noise. I found something you're afraid of. Let's bring the pain. Sound. Let's bring the noise. I don't know. He makes it rain stained glass. Yeah, but then- he, he throws it all at him, and then- and He backflips out Matt of it. Matt Murdock does the Spider-Man He just backflips. He just uh, backflips. What's with the backflip and getting away from stuff? A year this guy's after Spider-Man comes out, he's doing backflips to dodge things that are coming at him. This guy's name is Bullseye. How does he not grasp that this man is just doing backflips? The exact same scene from Spider-Man it really a really later. It really is. Bullseye reveals that Fisk is the kingpin, and that he used to be Fallon's enforcer, and he's the one who killed his dad. Well it's a, a lot of knowledge dropped on a guy all at once. That's an exposition drop. That didn't need to happen. None of that needed to happen. So a sniper's gonna pull the fuck out of bullseye's hands. Yeah. But one of them can hear it. It's true, and he gets out of the way, he puts his hands blood out of I don't I don't care. Another stigmata. Yeah, and then Colin Farrell turns and says, Oh my hands, you took my hands. It's like, no, you're doing just fine still. Yeah. I don't know what the issue is right. yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and say, Doctor Strange's hand injury was a hell of a lot worse than this. Oh, yeah. And he's just driving a car. Daredevil so let's kick him through the stained glass fucking, window. Why not? And he lands on. God damn it. Who else? <laughs> Who hasn't been in this scene yet? Ben Urich's car. Ben Urich. We is... quickly cut the kingpin, because why not? Says, King let ca- Daredevil come. We go to knows. Urich, tells the chief they that know that this is the kingpin, because why not? How does we- he know the uh, second that the fight is over? That bullseye lost. I don't care, and I don't know. Immediately. He's like, send the guards home. I was raised in the Bronx. This is something you wouldn't understand, Wesley. Jesus Christ. So Wesley's going to fucking rat on him. He goes to a bar and orders a drink, and the chief, who's, I don't know his name, goes there and says, I'll give you a plea deal. Give me the, whatever. And Wesley all sad. Wesley's a slimy little guy, and he's like, yeah, I'm taking that plea deal, Daredevil, obviously. Daredevil, look. He goes, Daredevil goes to Kingpin. Kingpin strips down menacingly. Yeah, he's just kind of, you know, <laughs> he's got that, the beater, <laughs> that suspender look. It's good luck they call you the man without fear if that's true then why are you afraid to show your face that's after he kicks the shit out of me. Kingpin takes the mask off him. third time he's been unmasked in this movie it's a lot that's you know what I appreciate it yeah I'll say it again it's something that should happen more often I don't understand why there's water he giggles he giggles and says the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen it's so specific <laughs> It's so specific. Uh, well, that's the only way he really knows him from the, the ball. It's the only way anyone knows him. He's that's only, like, all we get told. I just love that he just giggles. He's like, oh, it was you? Yeah. What? i Clark Duncan. Uh, what a he, good actor. Murdoch hits the sprinkler. Why is there water in these walls? It's actually part of the set, like going up the side. It's not that they're buried in the walls. This is it's, a look. Sprinkler? I don't know. He hits one part of the wall and the entire room. Turns into water water. Was it here. was it not the, the fire alarm that he hit? I don't think so. Because oh. he sensed the water like going in like a square pattern, like it was part of the set. Part of the set was never shown, so he gets it all wet so you could see. Oh yeah. Fisk he, he needed he needed to get a leg up. And then he beats the fuck out of he him. He breaks his leg. And the water looks like static more than anything. It doesn't it does. look like water. Yeah. He doesn't kill him. I don't know. And then I you get the look again where he, Ben Affleck's doing that shit at the end of the movie where Fisk is all mad at him with broken legs. And, yeah. Ben Affleck's just looking off in the distance again. I don't understand. Why can't why is it why do you get two different characters here? Where he's look he he's a useless actor when he's out of the mask. When he's in the mask, he'll look at anything. Here, he's just looking out to the open, doesn't do nothing there. This is a oh Ben Affleck, man. Don't ever be a superhero again. He doesn't know how to be blind when he's wearing a mask. I hate it. Or I hate when it he's it so not much. wearing a mask. Either don't way. care. Uh, ben he, Affleck yeah. says... He's like, oh, I'm not the bad guy. Yeah. If Daredevil says that he hears the radios, they're coming to get you. They know they're kingpin. He's all broken leg. No. He says, justice <laughs> oh, is you. served. He does. He says, justice is served. <sighs> is it also blind? Probably. It, it is. Still. Daredevil goes on a rooftop because, you know, that's what we do. Yep. We Roop-top. drop a rose for, for old pops here in front of a theater because we're Marvel. We miss Bruce Wayne, 1989. Sure. I- Sure, we gotta, you it. got to drop a rose. outside of theaters. That's the thing. Got to drop a rose. Coolio's going to get off. Yeah, Coolio, Coolio's eternally grateful. He just keeps hugging Foggy. Won't Great. stop hugging Foggy. You want to know what else he's eternally? Unemployed after this. This is kind of the last you hear of Coolio, I feel like. Yeah, I feel this like. This is it. You're probably right. He hasn't done a whole lot since then. We go to the diner. We're back to the oh, same diner. A, oh, there's a golf. Yo, I said I like this movie, and I do. Yeah. And that's the worst part. Yeah. At The same time, fuck this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. They won't stop talking about alligators in the sewers. That's kind of fun. It comes up like four times. They talk about it again. It's, it's a big fuck. thing. He really thinks they're there. Yurik says they're not because he's. They in talk. They talk again about shit. Yeah. Uh, Another, Matt, a different girl comes in. Matt Murdock is still denying that he believe that he even believes that Daredevil is a real person. A woman walks in, and uh, obviously it's not Elektra. She's dead. It's just a girl. It's just a girl. It's actually stand It's it's Jennifer Garner stand in. Is it? Yeah. I could get that. I get it. I don't care. Nope. I don't care. Hey, let's go to church gonna, on he's Sunday. Late. He's late. Oh, but it's too late. We missed the service. You know who is there, though? Joey Pants. Yep. <laughs> Joey Pants is there because he's everywhere. And he threatens to run the story on he, no-no. He's being-it's not even a threat. It's, it's not a just a threat. like threat. He's a, very responsible saying, Hey, man, I just got to let you know. I want to let you know. I know it's, it's you. I'm running the story. I'm am a news guy. That's what I do. If you run that story, I'm finished. It's a comic book That's story. What he it's says. Comic book stories, so there's got to be a news guy. Director's cut special right here. Yeah. We go to the hospital. We get to see Bullseye. He's all alive. He's majorly fucked up, though. Oh, yeah. He's full body cast. Not fucked up enough to kill that fly with a syringe, though. Pins that sucker to the wall. Okay. Now, the (laughs) way he is set up in this body cast, he has pins (laughs) coming out of his He cannot move his arms. He only has movement from maybe the wrist out, which is weird because he definitely got shot through the hands, but his hands are fine. So he somehow gets this syringe and throws it at a fly without being able to move his arms. I don't get it. We go to a rooftop again, because that's what we do. Again, we're at the rooftop. rooftop. And for some reason, Matt Murdock senses a necklace. Well, yeah. That's Electra's necklace Maybe that comes he up hears earlier. It. He it comes up earlier. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. It's a throwaway. It's here. Electra's alive. Great. Sure. Maybe. Who knows? Probably alive. We go to Yurik again. You know what he's doing? He's typing a story and then he's deleting a story. The only way I know how to delete <laughs> anything just holding the backspace key. Oh, God. Let me get another voiceover to end this thing. Oh, Derek oh, deletes the story. He doesn't want to say that Daredevil's Matt Murdock. He says, Go he get him, Matt. Goes outside and just says, Go get him, Matt. Jesus Christ. Matt uh, Murdock. He's just on the rooftop. happens to be on the rooftop. He's on the rooftop the why? why wouldn't he be? Uh. He says, Hell's kitchen is my neighbor. Crime. Just go out Hell's kitchen. Sure. <laughs> Problem solved. Credits. Why do we like this movie? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I do. I really do like this I movie. I do too, and I hate myself for it. Ah, It's a guilty pleasure. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's a guilty pleasure. I yeah, cause, cause, am so angry right now talking about this movie, and I like it. And I, I would know. watch it again in a second, and I don't know why. Not this week. I've already watched it twice. But, yeah, I agree. I, I would watch this movie again. I enjoy this movie. I don't hate that I bought it for $6 at Walmart on Blu-ray. Director's cut, though. That's a good deal. Also came with Electra. You're kidding me! No, six dollars for director's cut and Electra. Yikes! Yeah, so now it's part of my collection. Great! I'm just, oh man, your collection. And hopefully, is the I'll be coolest. able to watch it in the future without. Uh, I'm so jealous. Wanting to murder somebody. We're gonna have to talk about Electra one day. That hurts me mm. physically. We sure are. Great. We sure are. So Ben Affleck, not great. Not not great in this movie. No shit. <laughs> Do you know who could have been great? Go ahead. I'll give you a hint. You really liked him in this movie. Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell went out for the role of Daredevil. And actually- Colin Farrell's doing a lot of eye work in this movie. He's not going to play a blind man well. Surprisingly, Ben Affleck went out for the role of Bullseye. Okay. Maybe they got the casting right, if that's the case. (laughs) Swapped him. Uh, Vin Diesel was up for both roles, too. Vin Diesel would have been a garbage Matt Murdock, would have been an okay Bullseye. Yeah, but he decided to do Chronicles of Riddick instead. Sure. Uh- Kuba Gooding Jr. really campaigned hard, but was never approached for the role. Okay. We had Patrick Wilson. For Daredevil. For Daredevil, yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been. And that's cool because of the casting of Kingpin. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. Oh, comic book fans would have lost their minds. Well, they Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> Patrick Wilson auditioned. I hate it. Uh, Patrick Wilson's a, a very stiff actor in my mind. Yeah, I agree. We'll get there in Watchmen when we we'll <laughs> talk about him. <laughs> Any more stiff than Ben Affleck, though? I don't know. It's about equal. Right, yeah. It's, um, and then there were two guys who turned down the role. Offered and turned down. Offered and turned okay. down. We had Guy Pierce, who decided he's just not into comic book movies. Fine. That's better. That's why I think. And, and then I think he showed up in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, the other guy from the ViewsQ movies, Matt Damon, who turned it down because he had no faith in the script or director. Matt Damon wouldn't have been wrong. <laughs> Matt Damon was totally justified. I feel in like that. that's the reason why Matt Damon was the lead in Goodwill Hunting and not the Ben Affleck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shit, and man. Uh, as far as other women that Ben Affleck could have married after this movie was over, <laughs> we have uh, Eliza Dushku. Um, she was hot then, too. She was big. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Maith. I don't who, know who that is. Uh, well, her most famous credit after not getting this role, she played the bad guy in. Electra, of course. Uh, Monica Bellucci, Penelope Cruz, Salma Hayek, Natalie Portman, Lucy Liu, Jessica Alba, Katie Holmes. Everyone, it's yeah, everyone. It's everyone. everyone from the old. Nev 2000s. Campbell. Yeah, it's everyone. Jennifer Garner's okay in this she, for what she's given. She's fine. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything bad about Mark Steven Johnson, but I'm not sure he can write women very well. He's a fucking creep. He's such a creep. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have our opinions. We do. We don't hide that. There's a man who has another opinion. Oh. And his name is Roger Ebert. Roger. How many stars think Roger Ebert gave this? Two. Well, this is interesting. Uh-oh. I'm looking at this, and I, I Googled Roger Ebert Daredevil. Yeah. There's five stars listed. Same just list. in general. Five stars. Oh, okay. okay, Jesus. But it says rating three out of four. Oh. I don't know what that means. That's average. That's he was uh, like it's above average. He didn't give- Batman or Spider-Man, that. That's that's fair. That's yeah. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, he gave them two stars. Oh, he no. put this above it. His reasoning's interesting. Was it the physics? Nope, not this time. <laughs> so far, this is my favorite Roger Ebert review. Ooh. He says, the origin is usually similar. A traumatic event in childhood, often involving the loss of parents, leaves the future superhero scarred in some ways, but with preternatural powers in others. Daredevil came out of the Marvel Comics stable in the same period as Spider-Man, and both were altered by accidents, which gave Peter Parker his Spidey sense and blinded Matt Murdock, but made his other four senses hypersensitive. They grew up together in Marvel Comics, sometimes sharing the same adventures, but you won't see them fraternizing in the movies because their rights are owned by different studios. Huh. He hasn't mentioned the name of or anything about this movie yet. That's so weird. And you know the opening paragraph of the Ebert review usually lays it all on the line. Right. What it comes down to is that this is a man who is tired of superhero movies. Already. Already. In 2003. Wow. How he's tired of seeing the same origin over and over. He gets the loss of parents thing pretty quickly. Yeah. Things that he likes about the movie. He liked the sex scene. (laughs) It's one of the first things he mentioned. He says, Great. Elektra and Daredevil are powerfully attracted to each other and even share some PG-13 sex. Ooh. Which is a relief because when superheroes have sex at the R level, I'm always afraid someone will get hurt. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And of course, Roger Ebert decides to put on his white coat and become the scientist that (laughs) he is known to be in superhero movies. Yes. Daredevil has the ability to dive off tall buildings, swoop through the air, bounce off stuff, land lightly, and so forth. There is an explanation for this ability, but I tend to tune out such explanations because, after all, what do they really explain? I don't care what you say. It's Superman's cape that makes him fly. Comic fans, however, study the mythology and the methodology with the intensity of academics. It is reassuring. In this world of inexplicabilities, to master a limited subject within a self-contained universe. So all of a sudden he doesn't care about the physics. Doesn't give a shit about the physics anymore! It only took a year. A year! (laughs) A year later, he doesn't give a shit about the physics. He loves this movie, and he's over this physics of it all. Oh my god. I guess he was able to suspend his disbelief. He did it. He managed to do it. Good for you, Roger. Overall, he says, the movie is, in short, your money's worth better than we expect, more fun than we deserve. He says, I'm getting a little worn out of describing the origin stories and powers of superheroes and their relationships to arch villains, gnashing henchmen, and brave, muscular female pals. He's once again hated all over something, but giving it a high mark. That's kind Whereas of what we the do things, here. The thing, I agree. <laughs> but the things that he really likes, that he says that he likes, he gives low marks to. Roger Ebert's fascinating. He's an interesting individual for sure. I'll give you a couple other reviews. Sure. Wall Street Journal. Joel Morgenstern says, it isn't a great film or even a greatly original one. Still, it has many grace notes and interesting oddities. All these people saw the theatrical version, too. Sure did. Oh, boy. I'll give you one more negative of Newsweek from David Anson says, torn between moody grandiosity and cartoonish mayhem, Daredevil tries to have it both ways and succeeds at neither. Oh, Stan Lee didn't like this movie. I didn't know that. Yeah, he said it was too tragic. Stan Lee didn't watch this movie. Stan Lee probably thinks it's too tragic because he got saved by a little boy with a cane. Then he had to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah. He's like, if I had died in that scene, I wouldn't have to deal with all this. Why do we like this movie? I don't know. I I really want to know why. I don't understand. I don't understand how I work anymore. I don't understand how you work anymore. <laughs> I don't think there's any logic to it. What the fuck? What do you think this got on Rotten Tomatoes? Well, I want to say low, but it's probably not. I, I do not. I don't know. 45? You're very talented. Stop it. Really? You're very, very talented. What can I say? I understand the people and their, and their tomatoes. It is a 44. Wow. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. I'll ask you this one now. All right. On the top 64 that have been going off on Rotten Tomatoes, where do you think it lands? 50? It didn't make the list. It didn't make the <laughs> no, list? it didn't make the list. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trick question. Um, I want my money back. No, I didn't know that beforehand. That's crazy. That's insane. (laughs) That is absolutely crazy. It's It's like they forgot that it was a (laughs) superhero movie. Wow. Oh, man. That's crazy. No, Electra is not even on the list either. Hmm. Good. Wow. What the? (sighs) Why do we like this? I don't know. And the weirdest part about this is that there's a lot of people that both like and dislike this. Right. It is an extremely mixed bag. It's a very polarizing movie. It is. And I think the weirder part is that there's no Daredevil sequel to it, especially because the movie cost $78 million to make. Yeah. And it gained $179 million worldwide. Right. This movie's a hit. Yeah. There's no reason for them to not make another one, except that Ben Affleck didn't want to. Because he said he didn't want to ever play a superhero again. Right. And Uh, then he did it. And then he just ruined our lives even further. Yeah. Until the superhero was available. And he was like, oh, I mean, I'll play Batman. Jackass. Man, I'm upset. Me too. I'm upset that I like this movie. I'm really upset that I like this movie. Let's figure out why we like this movie. Maybe it's like scores high in points or something like that. Alright, yeah, let's check our list of super stuff. Super things, what are we calling it? I like super stuff. Super stuff sounded better. It rolled off the tongue a little better. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Ready to do this? I am. Setting. It's New York. It's New York, but it's not it's not Spider Man New York, you know? It's It doesn't feel like New York. It could be anywhere. Zero. Wait. Hell's Kitchen. It's very specific about what part of New York it is. Zero. Still zero. Okay. Style and tone. Zero. <laughs> yeah, there's. unless the style is bad. <laughs> the style and the, is and the tone, digitized. <laughs> I do tell you. The, the, the tone suits, is. The suit's terrible. The settings are terrible. There's nothing special about the this. The acting's not great. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, man. The tone is. I don't know what the tone is because it's very dark at a lot of points. Right. But then you have the foggy stuff to kind of lift the fog. Of the darkness, oh, like, and I fucking hate there. it. I don't know. I Zero. 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 Right. Hero. Zero. Yeah, I don't like- I think that his motivations are all over the place. If he were better a lawyer, he wouldn't have to go around killing the people who legally got off. Right. Yeah, zero. 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 Go on. Zero. Villain. I'm going to say zero, personally. I uh, cannot uh, stand this. I don't think that Bullseye's the villain. I think Bullseye's a henchman. Okay. And well, I think Kingpin we're talking is- very oh, You know, I should edit this to say villains then. You're yeah, right. I, but I don't think that that Bullseye is the villain. I think that Fisk is the villain. I I would agree with that. But I think that Fisk is weak. I don't Fisk think doesn't Fisk do anything. is weak. He doesn't do anything. He giggles at a woman at her father's funeral. <laughs> I'll give you one. Actually, he's probably one of the giggliest villains ever. Yeah. He's having a good time. <laughs> he is. He's having a great time. One, fine. Not as much fun as Bullseye, but. No one is. No one in the history of anything is. Female characters. Zero. Yeah. Hard zero. We get two. This one of them's in two brutal. scenes. This is a brutal female character. Yeah. And the thing is well, that's written by a creep, so it was set up to be like they tried to make her seem strong, but I feel like by doing that, it made her seem so much weaker. Yeah. That's a hard I almost want to give it a negative one. I'm not kidding when I say that. That's brutal. Zero. Zero. Story and the hero's motivation. Zero. He has no motivation. He's fighting for justice, but he creates his own justice. Mm, yeah. Also, justice is blind. Just, justice is blind. <laughs> zero. Music. Negative one. Oh shit! Negative one. Impact on the genre. I don't think he had one. Didn't have one. And there the thing is no that impact. it should have. That's the crazy thing it is should that this have was a god. This was a hit. Right. How does this not have an impact on the genre? I don't know. Zero. Parents. Zero. Uh, he has one. Do we, do we give him a half point because he had one and he died? No, because we gave we gave a point two five last week. Didn't we? Yes. But that's because Martha Kent was still alive. Yeah. Let me give him 0. 0.25. Okay. Because a a, his dad a made one would be full parents. part of the movie. Yeah. There's a dad. There's a there's maybe a mysterious mother somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. One-liners. It's a hard zero. I had a lot of them, but none of them were good. Hard, I, I wrote down I miss Superman. Wow. Because he was great at one-liners. Zero. And they were delivered in the same bit of nothingness. <laughs> did we just score this movie a 0.25? We sure did. Why do we like this? I don't understand why we like this. <laughs> I think as a whole, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. We that's just, the weird part. You just part. can't pick it apart like this. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get us. Yeah. I need to take a good, long, hard look in the mirror. Because I can. not Because I can see. But if you you got to go to a dance studio or fight some sandbags that's to do true. that. That's true. i got to fight some sandbags so I can look in the mirror. So things we learned this episode. Things we learned. Me and you were fucking dumb. We are dumb. We're idiots. We have bad taste in movies. We have real questionable taste in movies. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find a lot of podcasts that are pro-Daredevil. I don't think you are. But at least we came to the realization by the end that we hate ourselves for it. Yeah, no, we don't feel good about liking Daredevil. We like Daredevil. I'm going to say it again. Yeah. I like Daredevil. You know what? I liked it. And, and uh, there it is. I hate myself for liking it. And on that bombshell, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts from. And find us on Instagram and Twitter at Caped Podcasters. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you what you want to say. Yeah. Time into the conversation. Let us know that we're idiots for liking the movie. We already know. Yeah. It's not going to be news to us. Berate us. It's we fine. Fucking, we suck. We really suck. <laughs> this whole thing is really, it's like a director's commentary walking you through the movie, but it's not a director. It's just a couple of assholes just a couple. who just seem to like garbage, <laughs> who want to talk about this stuff. Why do we like any of this stuff? I don't know. Tune in next week. We're going to talk about Catwoman. Yeah, we are. And until then, uh, I don't want you hit nothing but rhubarb. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Same pod time, same pod channel. So that's Daredevil. What do you think would happen after the credits? So what I think happens after the credits is it's another montage. Okay. I think you're going to get Incubus playing in the background. Because sure. the guitarist for Incubus actually helped Graham Ravel with this score. You say helped. No one could help the score. <laughs> and I think that you see Daredevil on trial and uh, it's modern times now. Hashtag me too. Oh. Yeah. He's uh, He's yeah. a Weinstein. He's... I think that's the way this goes. I think that's the way this goes. (laughs) My lawyer. (laughs) Mm, he's defending (laughs) himself. And he's talking
1: about how justice is blind.
0: (laughs) And he's facing the wrong way. He's facing boobs. Because he's a goddamn creep also. Because he's a creep. And Mark Stephen Johnson's there jerking off in the last row (laughs) where Yurik was sitting. And Foggy goes, what's he doing here? (laughs) Where'd he (laughs) he get that beanie? God damn it. Go on. What do you think happens? Oh, what do I think happens? Okay, I think we get a close up of uh, of Matt Murdoch. Are you directing? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm directing right now. We have put your we beanie we on. We have a close. Got <laughs> <laughs> a tight shot. Matt Murdoch, just his face, and we're slowly panning with his, out with his cloudy eyes. Cloudy eyes. Yeah, we're slowly panning out while he says, "So then I said, that light at the end of the tunnel, that's not heaven, <laughs> that's the sea train." We continue to pan out and we go through the partition of the confession. And we have we have, we have Father Everett go, Jesus Christ, Matthew. And that's it. Finally got him to confession. <laughs> couldn't get there, couldn't get him there on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>